This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this special flu game edition of One Nation Radio. I am James Boyd. And here with me, I have Rich Lada. I guess in this situation, like, neither one of us, Scotty, we're both Pippin. I'm sorry, uh, neither one of us uh, <laughs> is, is uh, Scotty. We're both Jordan. Because, like, when you say things like, hey, you know, me and you, we team together in this. We could be the 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 Michael and, and Scotty this thing. You, and number disrespect going on because yeah. if you believe in yourself, you ain't no damn Scotty. And if the other person believes in you, you know damn well you uh, this is respect because you ain't calling yourself no Scotty neither. So it's two Michael Jordans doing this, and uh, we we gonna thug this one out, and we gonna get this through. And I don't know how long, but like there's so much stuff that like if it needs to go into a later episode, it will go into a later episode. But there's a lot of CM Punk in this show, and if you, so, if you are not for the the funny parts of the CM Punk thing, or the sad parts of the CM Punk thing, or any other parts of the CM Punk thing, you can tune the fuck out now, because that's what that's what the opening A block and the B block and the C block and maybe even the D block, like the G one this year, what is going to be? <sighs> yeah, Sorry. yeah, it's it's like I I hope we get to talk about the wrestling this show. <laughs> I I like you so might. maybe maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I definitely do want to talk about Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee against the acclaimed at some point. But before we do that, James, since it, since this is the flu game and, um, I am not feeling well either. Uh, I guess there's only, and we are the Chicago Bulls of this thing, double Jordans. There's only one fitting song to kick this show off with. So allow me to hit the music. Yes, we are here. Let's fucking go. Okay, so um, I'm on the way headed home. Like I have not actually seen all of All Out. I uh, I was over at, at Zach's and like we got ourselves to a situation where we we're like, oh shit! Like who's gonna log into to enter info? And then we went on the you know on his uh, smart TV. And the app would not like accept any of our passwords or any of our logins. And then we then sent emails. Uh, shout out to BR Live, by the way. Not really. Uh, 
and we sent all our, we put all of our emails and our individual passwords in and they were like, nah, not happening. And then like when we went to say, Hey, well, let's reset our passwords. They all, they, none of our like, like reset password emails ever came in to this day. Damn. Uh, like if you look through my, if you look at my timeline, if you look at my, my profile, like I ended up having them DM in like on social media message, be our support and say, Hey bro, this shit ain't working. And their response was, check your spam folder. I want. I felt like CM Punk after the show. <laughs> I want to, to motherfuck all of them. But uh, that didn't work. And then eventually, Sam, as I said, Sam, Zach threw a whole bunch of di- different types of um, uh, back channel, other goofy things, found a way to pay for it on his phone and cast it from his phone to his TV. And we went from there and like, Terrible experience, by the way. Terrible experience. And, like, there's a reason why I've never bought a pay-per-view off of BR Live ever. But whatever. Uh, that, Jesus. That goes to you. It is what it is. But, Jesus. Yeah, still waiting on the, still waiting to reset my password whenever the next time I may need to use uh, a uh, BR Live. But whatever. 2028. Maybe. Maybe. The hell. Yeah. Then again, next time it'll be, next time that comes up, it'll be okay because, like, I don't have to worry about those things on the Peacock, will I? Anyway, at the rate this shit's going. But, uh, yeah, so... I ended up missing the the casino uh, casino ladder match and also missed most like basically all but maybe like the last like six seven minutes of the trios uh, tournament and I saw what I saw at the end of that was 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 great so I can't wait to get back and watch both of those matches I saw a lot of things like struck you know struck fear in my heart when I heard uh, Dan say like people are making allusions to retribution uh, based off the casino uh, ladder match I was like oh no but Cut the bullshit, get to the end, talk to my experience. We'll get to that later. Yeah. CM Punk at the end of this show, after winning back the AEW world title, and what I consider what I thought was a great match, um gets a question from a guy who was did improv with Colt Cabana, and that's all CM Punk needed for him to uh for him to quavo and take off. Look, man. He asked that man, "Who do you do improv with?" And the but and Buddy thought he was slick, and it was like Scott Colton, Col- Scott Colton. All right, you want to go with that name? I'll call him that for the rest of the show, for the rest of the next like t- half hour. And he proceeded to uh, talk about his relationship and whatever else in such a in such a way to where like, yeah, he didn't even get a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he went off. There was times when. Uh, Tony Khan was trying to cut it off by saying I apologize if he was taking a question before he even got today, even though like that's not his fault and that's not that dude's fault. He didn't even ask a question, he didn't even get a question off for him to go like this. He just he was trying to stop it. And then and then and then when Khan tried to stop it, because I've watched this, I have now watched this thing from like like three different times or between on two different between different uh people's cameras, like Denise Sal- Salcedo, uh the mainstream uh for, for the scrum that was on the YouTube for AEW and other places and like Tony Khan tried to stop it and, and, and get this the, the ship back on track and CM Punk said nah nosedive this bitch we we're finna, we're finna go straight into this mud and you finna have to sit here with me and we're gonna be rolling this shit. It is what it is. And man he proceeded brutalize Yo oh, yeah he look man like if if this is what I will say if you are a person that is a neutral party in all of this and don't really and are and like CM Punk and everybody in as much as everybody else, you're not playing a favorite side. It is very, very hard 
for somebody to see that to see somebody do up there and put on that kind of performance on stage if you will because he was he was like regardless of whether how much is true or not it was definitely performance and man like he was very compelling and very persuasive because i sat there and i was sitting there like hey man I know, because, you know, even even uh, in the previous weeks when me and you were talking about the back and forth with Hangman and the punk thing, I was like, hey, bro, you are, I think you're leaving out this major thing where it's like, they don't fucking know seeing a punk like that. And for seeing for, for some dude to randomly come out here in the middle of a promo and say some shit like that is out of pocket. And it's up for seeing a punk to take it how he wants to take it. And the way that man took it was, who the fuck are you? What the fuck you've ever done? Get the fuck out my face. I do not care what you've done in this, in this company. Cause I'm a bigger star than you, and if you want to go this route, if it comes between me and you, push comes to shove. Tony Khan's his number guy. The numbers ain't looking good for you, my guy. Strape up or ship the fuck out. I don't care about you. I don't care about Coca-Cola. I don't care about your friends protecting you either. And I was like, hey, this energy, uh, they gotta fight, and apparently they did. And the thing is, today. After all that has been leading up to this over the past couple of weeks or whatever else, I have so much more respect uh, for CM Punk and Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson and A. Still, who I don't even know who fucking existed uh, like eight days ago, and Kenny Omega. You know who I don't have uh, that much respect for after finding about all this stuff and everybody's around? Adam Page. Where were you to come catch your fate and name your honor, respect, and dignity and, and name in these streets? Because they was out there fighting for your ass. Where were you fighting for your ass when you was trying to fight for your friend? Apparently, FTR and Hangman both left the building because they were not needed for the uh, scrum. Ah. And the people that were still there were the elite. Um, fit, fit, I, fitting. FTR and Adam Page, unessential. Fitting. Yep. Yep. Um, Telling. And, 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 and it's 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 funny. Everyone's tried to um, say, yeah, man, we just we need this elite versus CM FTR match. And I'm like, how are we putting FTR in there? What have they done to be on this level? Get the fuck out of here. They're CM Punk's um, friends. Yeah, like, except, except, <laughs> except when it was time for smoke. <laughs> like, like, unbelievable. But like, I like, I watched this and I was like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Punk is like giving it to him, giving it to him, assassinating uh, Colt Cabana, uh, calling Hangman like empty-headed and dumb and like all this other stuff. Um, he acted like, uh, or Tony Khan was just sitting there. He looked like a cuckold while all this shit was going on. <laughs> this shit just happening in front of him. And it was a car crash that he had no way to stop the shit. And, um, you know, then he starts going in on, you know, the bucks and, uh, you know, just, he starts trying to do the, the, the drawn money shit and like, and all this selective amnesia like money has never been drawn in this company tickets have never been sold the world didn't exist before cm punk i imagine that sentiment does not go over very well uh when i heard this i immediately thought somebody like wanted to fight him and when he went on national tv before what was the rapper reprimand for that because there seems like there was none because here he went again in using this public forum to do this to embarrass the company, show he has zero respect for Tony Khan, who's sitting right there. And then, like, it's just like uh, he, he's assuming, like, people are planning all these stories. No one has come out and said they've uh, been told by the Bucks or Kenny or anyone that they're specifically planning stories on CM Punk. Well, I, I feel mean, like CM well, Punk hold on. Paranoid. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. First off, let, let's stop there. 
I, I get where you're saying from that, but like nobody is revealing their sources. That's how that's how you even get the story to begin with. So right. you, so go from there. But I th- I think smart people can put two and two together and notice why this guy isn't around anymore. So uh, when Tony Khan's like CM Punk had nothing to do with it, maybe maybe he did not. But it is like I think people were just looking at which way the wind is blowing on this, and it's like. Um, it doesn't necessarily need to be the elite planning stories. And then CM Punk goes on about, you know, jeopardizing the first million dollar gate. I, I'm looking at it. Most people took that as him threatening, saying he was not going to show up for the pay-per-view. Yeah, which is weird to me how people like I can see that, how people believe that if you only watch that sound clip of that particular part of the thing. But as he leaves, if you watch the whole ultimately very compelling 26 minutes the five star six 26 minutes if you watch that you see what he means by that he's upset like the stuff that you were hinting at of what you think he meant was the Colt Cabana thing when uh the workers rights line got brought up by adam page that was exactly Which what he was pissed about nobody was like, responded to in real time yeah like only like certain Atlanta. people that were really plugged in like voices of wrestling josh smith myself and like a small group of people we're kind of like speculating about this, like in like, yo, there's something right there. And that's clearly Colt Cabana. I remember we had group chats about him. Like there's nothing else it can be. And like, I was sure of it. And this whole, but like that shit went unfucking noticed for months and months and months. Cause punk uh, was gone for months and months. Cause no. punk was gone. Yeah. Um, CM punk clearly comes back, does the thing on national television. We don't get the resolution for that. And it's like, well, how many times is Punk going to like go out in public before somebody has to step to him when he's like in this press conference beating his chest uh, saying, no, I will walk down this hallway and no one will step to me. And then he got stepped to. Um, oh, well, I mean, look, I, I, look, I was going to the plan, depending on how I was going to how we were going to go as far as handling all of the stuff that CM Punk said in these press conferences. Like, look, the stuff that uh, Keith Lee and Swerve did in this press conference was outstanding Excellent. as well, and the stuff that like and that line that uh Tony Storm dropped in the middle about Thunder Rosa, uh, that was also like, w- wait, what? And that's completely just completely overshadowed. But when we were gonna go through all the CM Punk thing, I was gonna come up with all the funny puns for CM Punk, and like when it led to the him saying all these fighting words, and and, and him basically saying like, hey, like if you have a problem with me, we, let he said, and then he, we said well, it's whatever, and he's like, let's fucking go, like that was CM pull up. That was CM pull up. That's exactly what that was. He was he was at that point where like he 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 didn't care. He was really to fight anybody. And also you know how it is in one of them locker rooms. That cup punch gets thrown. It gets people start getting into a clinch. Might go to the ground. It gets broken up and it's pulled apart. And whoever landed a punch or two, you can say one or whatever else. And then from there, the story of what actually happened far out outgrows whatever actually really transpires and out because like i've heard rumors today that cm punk dropped one of the jacksons today and i was like i can't what that sounds like yeah. that sounds like we're playing the high school game of telephone so i'm not going to indulge in that like whatever was reported is what was reported and i'll i'll go off that but until i see somewhere that where is a reputable site that i give a fuck about I'll run off that. All this other stuff is innuendo and like I'm for it's funny, but outside of that, like I'm not gonna t- actually like really engage with it. But like I yeah, saw someone I, say that he, he dropped the jacks and I was like, ain't no fucking way, boy. He yeah, saw he, yeah, ja- on, he, he dropped the jacks and, 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 and he saw it coming or he stole it off on him. 
I'll buy that he dropped him if he stole off on him, but just, just like the Vince McMahon, <sighs> Bret Hart, just cold cocks him and he drops. Come on now. That's too yeah, good. Man. Ain't no way. CM Punk uh, have that. Ain't no, look. There is I've no fucking his stand way up, James. that CM Punk I, has that kind of day where he wins back the AEW World <laughs> title in one of his best matches since he came back in front of Chicago, talks, buries a whole fucking era of, of, of a whole entire leadership faction. And, and, and in a way, you can be like, hey, he, he's pretty persuasive right here for 40 points. He's wrong at some points, but... Forty stand up, forty believe it. I'm with it, and then drops one of the niggas like minutes later. Ain't no way someone had a date as good since this pandemic started. Ain't no fucking way. So, yeah, uh, I, I need verification on that one. Ain't no way. I was hearing stories early this morning uh, that kind of like you know I was hearing one version of the story, and I was hearing seeing all the same reporting as everyone else, and it was like. <sighs> It's hard to really talk about, so uh, bear with me here. But um, the the whole thing, you know, rolls uh, from uh, Hangman. Uh, basically, like, he has this attitude where uh, no one's done shit in this business uh, except him. And that, to me, sounds like code for you've never been to WWE. And I imagine that doesn't go over very well. And it's just like, it's, a, it's kind of a look into his mindset on wrestling and um and, and yeah i think there was a good comment that, w- that was like people were acting like aw was on death's door before cm punk showed up it's like no like it wasn't like that like <laughs> not ever fine um but yeah i thought this was i thought this was horrible like this is i've never seen somebody act like this in in wrestling like like in public like this like mm, i mean in we've front seen- of the owner Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a different perspective. Well, maybe, uh, hold on, let me think. Um, I'm trying to think some of the worst of Sean on commentary during those days when he was, when he was, uh, nothing like this. They were always talking in in code and and smartly in ways to bury the other people, just like Hangman did that promo where he's talking in code to to really make it hit for the people that knew. Sunny days ain't exactly code, but yeah, I get you mean. I get you mean. Yeah, I get you mean. and we see the people who Hangman Page came up under are people that do this shit all the time, like like Kenny Omega. Um, and then CM Punk has a good good cry um, publicly and on these people. And it's just like, I can't believe this. It's like he's trying to fuck the money. He's talking about million dollar gates being jeopardized. Billion dollar TV deals are at stake right now. Like uh, this company I, looks like I, it I still, is like I, going I, 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 Go ahead, like, shit's off, like shit is off like the reservation right now and it's like i can't believe this is happening uh the elite were scheduled to speak at this thing but were blocked from doing so so once again were they blocked the, were they blocked yes. or were they like or, or were they like hey we ain't trying were, to do they were this. canceled they were canceled oh i figured i figured they may have canceled they were like we gonna be too busy trying to whoop cm punk's ass to be trying to do a fucking scrum for, for what? We need to run off this adrenaline before we come in public. Nah, we need to stomp this dude out first. <laughs> yeah, man. Like he he basically um like they block him, so that takes me back a couple months while I'm seeing um FTR up there with Tony Khan and they're giving Jim Cornette hand jobs in public, saying Jim Cornette can say what he likes about the promotion and all this other shit. And um it's like how much more is the elite gonna be disrespected in public like this like and then i'm thinking about damn like like man I, like we, we talked about triple h taking over and i'm like hmm 
like and, and you know looking at when the contracts are up and thinking about the way uh sides are being taken here like if you're the elite how can you feel comfortable tk's like or you haven't lost his ear at this point and you may be looking for for you know a way out at this point um which would be awful um on many levels uh um, it'd be awful for your agenda it definitely would be that that was that would hurt that would hurt like I, I I don't know how I would continue like doing this uh, anymore. Like, um, and it's just like, wait, 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 wait. So, okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. But okay, what are we talking about here? Like, if CM Punk is like forcing the elite out of AEW. What? Like I, I don't even know how to quantify that. How how do I uh how wait how wait but what, no 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 so like and if they went to WWE is what you're saying? Oh yeah, that would be that would be like really bad and awful. Like I would I would not want to watch it, cover it, partake in it, anything. Like I'm I'm good. Um, oh, and then like WWE so much. <laughs> fuck them. I don't I, I I don't fuck with them. Like I I am a fan of the elite. I've been a fan of the elite. I, but not if they go to WWE. It's not. It's not them. Like it, it's. It's not a uh, a referendum on them. It's like they let CM Punk run this shit out, and it's like I, I don't have any interest in that. Like, and I don't. And I, like, I, look, I don't think any of this actually happening. I think it's all overblown because there was a fist fight and like whatever. But uh, but yeah, like like bro, <laughs> the like, idea. Like, but the idea that CM Punk gets uh runs uh. Th- what uh, three of the four original EVPs out out their own fucking promotion would be fucking hilarious to me. You can't get hold like that, man. Look, are you are you the, are you the EVP or or are you a a do boy? Pick one. You can't get hold off your own spot. You just can't. Right, and it's like, are they are they EVPs? It's like, well, they're not allowed to answer this guy in public. They're not allowed to uh, confront him in private because they quote unquote look like bullies. Um, like, what's the what's the deal here? And then we get into the the actual skirmish of all this shit. And it's like, uh, let's see. So, what I got a story here. So, uh, Punk allegedly started things by swinging at Matt Jackson. Then um, Ace Steel uh, apparently threw a chair and hit Nick Jackson in the eye. And then he allegedly bit Kenny Omega and grabbed his hair. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How did Ace still get the ability to to the uh, the the timing to where there's multiple people around? He's able to throw a chair with accuracy to hit Nick, to incapacitate Nick Jackson, or at least strike Nick Jackson with a chair, and then also be able to 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 put his fucking canines and clamp down on on, on Kenneth Omega. Who the fuck is this guy? Is he a Navy Seal? <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck this guy was eight days ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> What's happening? And it's like. Nah, man. Like, should I, he be AEW World Champion after that promo? This kind of ability? Why is he not the AEW World Champion? Yeah, man. How, and, how come he's not facing CM Punk for another million dollar game? <laughs> what's going on? What's what's happening? Like, this is this is all time awful. Like, this is this is all time awful uh, as far as like awful backstage. Or just embarrassing. I think it's more embarrassing. Awful, than awful. embarrassing. Uh, like just like terrible, terrible look for the promotion. 
Like, as far as no what, one, do you, think, re- do you think this is going to ruin the company? This looks horrible. Do you think they won't be able to? So you think like this is now going to affect their ratings in a negative way and also affect their buy rate in a negative way going forward? I think people are interested in watching them fight, right? But no, no, I no, don't because no, you know, you know, my, you know, I, I get where you're going, but like, you know, my thing is the whole thing is like they could do that, but it could also there's so much goddamn talent they can all just basically isolate themselves into their own foreign lands. And, and, and you know. doesn't that fucking suck? And, and, and these people don't ever work to each with each other. And then eventually it's like, well, like it, it's like, why are we EVPs then? Like, wh- like, what are we doing here? And then like, eventually someone leaves. Well, um, if well, if they're EVPs, that means that like this would be their decision, not CM Punk's necessarily. I don't. Do you think CM? Do you think Kenny Omega and or Nick or Matt Jackson want to wrestle CM Punk right fucking now? I don't think so. And I don't, that's right, man. My fancy of seeing of, of of thinking of what uh, Kenny Omega has planned down the road with like Will Ospreay and potentially going back to New Japan. You think he wants to all of a sudden mix it up with with CM Pull Up? I don't think so. I I don't think CM politics. Would, I don't think he would want to be underneath CM Punk. That was already going to happen, whether or not they were okay or not. It's, it's just this, or they're going to be one A one B based off of the part where like they're both top draws one is proven to be a bigger draw at the time right now than the other one that is what it is but like that was the case with like moxley too like there was all or in also jericho like it is what it's it amazing. is like, there's a group of x it's people amazing. that are at this certain level and they do business with each other or they do not it's amazing no one's ever had a problem doing business with each other until now no one's ever had an issue we don't working know that. together until we don't now know we don't know that it's like Actually, we uh, look, look at the results. I mean, one guy uh, went over to the E at WrestleMania. It was over like a god that didn't want to work with the other guy. So, I mean, there is something to that already existing. We just didn't hear any stories about them not wanting to work with each other. So, I mean, it's kind of already been there for people plotting their own courses and, as, as top guys in AEW. I feel like I've seen everybody but that guy work with each other. So, and do jobs for each other. I don't so, I'm just saying we don't, we, the, the, what is it, uh, the unknown unknowns, we don't know that. We're just speculating. We're assuming that in good faith, but, like, it's pro wrestling. There's plenty of people that don't want to work with other people, and they just happen not to, and we never find out about it. Yeah, or, work out with, um, or work with other people very minimally. That's pro wrestling so, is people not like each other and eventually getting in the ring once or twice every so often and move on. That's been yeah. the case for our whole lives. This, this Except is, for this, this little bit of time recently. This is... I think this is embarrassing for the company. I think this is oh, embarrassing, embarrassing for 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 Tony Khan. I feel like no one respects him. Uh, no one. Th- this is trying someone to the utmost degree. He needs to. I can't even say put all these guys in a room, right? Because last time like, he was in a room, they fought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even say that, and it's like. Uh, it, it's unbelievable, like how how far it's gotten, like this far, and it's like. I, it's like where did all this go wrong? There are a lot of people that are that are sad about this. I hear backstage, um, you know that that great environment that was built up forever gone, uh, up in smoke, flames right now. And last night, I wanted the elite to get on the podium very badly for about ninety minutes. I was like, they got to respond, like they got to let them respond. And then I thought about it more, and I was like, well. That's another thing they can't win because they're executives and then they'll be yelling at like, you know, the quote unquote person that's working for them in public. So I was like, well, I guess it, it, it was better. They didn't get a chance to go do that. Being there the was elite, no BTE this week. No BTE came out today. 
Um, they'll get so mics for, eventually, so so whatever. They'll say what they have to say. Because no one's been allowed to respond to CM Punk at all. Like, do we ever get to see Heyman Page talk? No. <laughs> well, we Adam, well, Adam Page doesn't like the dude talking no. much anyway, so it is what it is with him. Like, like I can't, like, like I can't, uh, well, Adam Page, like, I can't expect him to do whatever. Like, he's wishy-washy, like, with the past aggressive thing. And then, like, like if you want to get anybody to say anything, it'll be Kenny Omega. Like Kenny Omega did, like after stick base sticking up for Adam Page uh, the other week. Yeah, um, and he basically like, um, yeah, like that that other week promo where he was talking about, you know, as long as we're here, you know, this is gonna be like a genuine, authentic, elite performance. Uh, we're not here to uh, like, like, it's not a, we're not here like about this money. We're about this legacy. Um, you know, we're not trying to be anybody else. Uh, this is not a leg- a tribute act. All this other shit, and uh, I felt like that was clearly aimed in the punk direction. Yeah, um, he was sticking up for Adam Page because, like I said, Adam Page doesn't do much of the talking. Except his I feel, which is, I he feel actually like is good at, it, but if, he doesn't if, do it. If Ace Steel is is throwing chairs at people and he's like a producer and shit, he, he has to be fired. Yeah, he, immediately he has to go. Immediately uh, should have been fired last night. That's the case. And then it's like, well, when you fire him, CM Punk immediately walks out, right? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, he can be pissed though, because like Shawn Michaels didn't like ask to be fired or ask, for, or actually he did ask for his release after uh Nash and what's name go, but like they did the same thing that like you know the Lakers did with Kobe in '07 and like what the the Mavs or not the Mavs the Nets just did with Durant. It was like you're mad, you're upset, we're not gonna let you go, you're gonna have to come back, and he's like, you know they're gonna be pissed and they eventually just come back. Uh. So, um, it is what it is. Like, they don't have to wrestle. Like, and I understand the idea that that sucks and they don't, that you can see that people don't want to wrestle each other. But, like, I mean, if we were to go back over the time frame of certain things, we could see a bunch of people not wanting to work with other people all the time, besides what we already know from, you know, things like the, t- like, torches and observers. It is what it is. I, I just, uh, I just thought Punk was just like, I think it was wild that, like, as you mentioned, like super professional, and like also a part that not that I can mention nearly enough is like there's clearly like people like you mentioned like the cuck holding thing with uh with with Khan like clearly there's been a lot of venting and frustration from Punk that Khan has heard and has like absorbed and like this is clearly not the first time he's heard this spiel because the way he's sitting there and like even nodding in agreement at times with some of the stuff and I'm just like. Whether he knows it subconsciously or consciously or not, like him nodding in the background in the, or in the background while Punk's in the foreground, lamb basing the whole entire uh, up or middle upper middle management is like, yo, bro, this sounds like you're co-signing this, and he's also your yes. frustration as well. And I was like, hey, bro, uh, you might want to, you might look. I know you tried to pull it off, pull it back on the road, and he pulled it back off. At that point, you know what? That well, you know what you do? You just you just press the mercy brakes. And then you turn, and then you put it in the park, and you turn it off, and say, "We're not doing this anymore." You can't just let him just continue to go on for twenty some minutes. Like, I look just that like was a he, he let bars. F- that was look, a thousand just, bars. Just just like he let FTR go go on that fucking uh, tangent or whatever. Like it's the same shit. It's like, where's the loyalty here for 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 your for your executives and the people you started this company with? Like, for the forty three year old, like like who's gonna be around longer? Like. What are we doing here? So, um, 
I, I would wonder uh, which way the locker room is is leaning on this. I imagine CM Punk's a lonely man. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is really one of the biggest stories of uh, I would say in wrestling like that, that's ever happened. Um, yeah, like the talent, the head of talent relations, uh, Christopher Dam. Good point, sir. Who the fuck do you think? Whose side is he on? Like. Ugh, shit's fucked up right now. Like, and uh, it, like, he's probably good because he's known Punk forever through Ring of Honor and shit. Man, um, it's Frankie's on Twitter already slamming Punk, uh, Trent, Daniel Garcia, Matt Hardy, and like 10, 15 people co signing the Elite and nothing from Punk, uh, from Retrogram. Um, yeah, man, this is, uh, this sucks all around. Like, and it's like, uh, and it feels like it's a matter of time before someone's gone. So, and, and I hope it's not the elite personally. Um, but that would be tragic, I think. Yeah, I had a. I think it was Ryan Evans. He messaged me and he asked me like, when I watch a. I don't know if you had talked to him or if he or if you, what you were tweeting because I hadn't seen. I just saw a bunch of shenanigans on my timeline uh, and jokes, but. He had asked me if I would still watch AEW if the Elite were to leave, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I don't care where they wrestle. Like they can wrestle in AEW, they can wrestle in WWE, they can go back to New Japan. They can they look, you know, good. It's a good thing that Tony Khan has two Russ promotion in it. Can why can't they just go to Ring of Honor and just <laughs> get them a time slot? <laughs> Foolish. But but yeah, it's like." No, I'm not gonna stop watching all elite wrestling just because it becomes no elite wrestling. There's no one. There's no elite niggas there. Like, no, nah, they still got Danielson and, and Punk and and Moxley and Jericho and MJF. I, I yeah, like there's they have too many stars in this right now. Like, I don't have like I like the, like the Young Bucks are one of my favorite tag teams of all time, and Kenny Omega is one of my I don't know one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Like in, somewhere in the, when we do the top 20 list this year, he'll be uh, for the 10 year anniversary. He'll be in it. But like, I don't have like the, if he like, I'm not, the, I'm not on the, on the Brock Lesnar, Vince McMahon thing. Like if he, if they go, I'm going to like, I'm not doing that. Like there's still plenty of great wrestling there. If they were leave. And at times this year, there was them going plus more people going. They still kept this thing going. Like, so, and they still had great shows throughout. So like, that's not gonna be. That's not gonna necessarily be my thing. Or whatever else, I, I do agree that it would. It would stink that like the name of the fucking company is only wrestling, and it literally is no only wrestling if that were the case. But I'm not. I don't think we're that far gone. At least not yet. So I'm not. I haven't even put my mind to that. But uh, it would be fucking hilarious for all this to come back, and for for all the, all of the game to come back to Triple H. Oh, that would be fucking hilarious. People would be so sick because they hate Triple H so much. And look, I'm in that camp too. But boy, that man said it's not a marathon; it's a sprint. And boy, that would that would be a hell of a, a hell of a of a catch up. That that definitely would be. Yeah, um, that would be like WrestleMania be lit though. <laughs> man, that would be. Uh, I, I I hope you would enjoy it. Um, yeah, right. Like you wouldn't watch no damn WrestleMania with Kenny Omega in it. Stop <laughs> I'm lying. I'm I'm good. Um but apparently look, fight you watch look, hold on, hold on. You mean to tell me that you will watch uh WrestleMania with Brock Lesnar versus uh Roman Reigns the 49th time, except this time it's for real, except not really. Uh, cause they did it four months later. But you want to watch Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns? Nah, I I, I ain't believing you, Rich. I'm not 
Just yeah. not doing it. Not going there with you. I'm not believing you on that one. Just not. Yeah, I would. I would have significantly less uh, interest in the promotion if the elite left because uh, they essentially like they've created this this thing like outside of, outside of WWE and uh, within New Japan and all this stuff like we followed for years and then for it to be over, it'd be like, well, I, I guess I can get off the bus now, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I can, you know, I like, like I, I, I let me off here. Uh, let me, let me hit, you know, let me hit the exit button. So, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, like I, like the, the the investment that they have is just like, I don't, I don't know if anybody else has that uh that same uh kind kind of connection that those guys do. Like, and um, yeah, it's like the, the elite still like the hard sold as shit. Like it's you know. Like nah, man. Like I, like I wouldn't. It, it wouldn't be the same, and it it would almost be like, huh? Like, like is, is it really? Like, it, like that's it? But I would like them to tell new stories. But um, outside of that, yeah, I mostly agree with you. Like now that they're like, I don't know. I guess they're going back into this Adam Page shit again. But like, uh, if there is, or maybe they're still waiting on Adam Cole. Do we know what's wrong with Adam Cole? Uh, last I knew, I thought he had a concussion. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what uh, f- further is wrong with him. So you um, haven't seen him since Forbidden Door, right? Yeah. No, um, well, he did. The, he did the, that the, promo. The angle. The turn. angle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Yeah, but like I don't know to, to turn that shit back over to like to like CM Punk and then like the promotion like being built in his image like I'm good off of that like it's it's wrestling of the past and it's just like his whole thing he started going on about hey man why wouldn't he ask it for advice for older wrestlers and stuff like that I'm like was I don't he actually know. talking about Hangman or was he talking about MJF I couldn't tell no at that point no, just pronouns. No. No, um, he was talking about Hangman. He's talked about this before. Hangman's like gone on record and says he doesn't really take advice from veterans and stuff like that. And I'm like, I mean, it's it's his right. Like, um, I could remember when CM Punk was that age too, him not listening to people. So, and well, I, I think that his point ha- is having to drop world a, titles to the Undertaker and shit. And, and I, like, I, I think there's a difference between when CM Punk is talking about between like taking some advice from certain people and then not taking any advice. Period. Like. And I, I I can't speak to I didn't even know I, I figured it was MJF when he was talking about this but like if this story is true like that is pretty dumb but whatever like Adam Page is Adam Page has done very well for himself despite like the things that I think are, he's missing in his game or whatever else and eventually I guess he'll come up with them because it's not like a situation where like he can't do them we've seen him display these things except he's displayed them so rarely uh but yeah like I'm. I kind of agree with CM Punk on that in the general, the idea of like, there's tons of smart people around here to help you in your game. And you think that you're, that you don't need any advice, whatever was like, really no advice. Not even from like, not even old timers, but your peers. And it's weird, but whatever. Uh, like I, I originally well, thought he was I, talking I, about CM I Punk, know he, but whatever. I, I know, I know he does. Like Sam said, I know he takes advice from Kenny Omega and the young bucks for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, um, yeah, it's all fucked up. Um, and then like the um, like the fall from that. It's like, like what would you do if, if you're Tony Khan? Like, how do you settle this? Oh, you hope that like they're maybe they're adults <laughs> at some point, but uh, it's too late for that. Like, think about this. Last 
Was they it? had a meeting. That's what I was getting at. Like ten days ago, they had a fucking meeting, right? And like it got worse. Immediately, like they they let out this, you know, the Thunder Rosa, uh, Britt Baker thing that's been public or went into public. Then the Eddie Kicks, this Eddie Kicks and Sammy Hurd thing that I had no idea about, like came public too. And then like, and then Punk was like, this man had this man had plotted this shit out and had been waiting and sitting on this thing. Cause like it's funny, like bro, cause cause James, I thought that the answer was him cutting the promo, and, and it was supposed to be even there. Check check this out, right? So. I thought it was hilarious because, like, he's been playing this shit ever since he came back. That is what he's going to do. Like, when he did the the promo thing uh, in West Virginia, and then, like, he knew he was going to, you know, be at the end of the press conference scrum in Chicago. He'd he been waiting, two, like, three weeks for this shit, right? Or weeks, or however many weeks, rehab and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, like, I, I think the thing, I, I lost my train of thought of where I was going to go with this, but, uh, yeah, like, I, I just think that, He's had this thing planned for a minute. Oh, I know what I'm saying. Like, Bix is Span. Bix is Span showed a, or tweeted at about this thing and said, this is unhinged behavior. And I was like, I watched it. This far I watched it, and I watched it. I was like, bro, he sat there while eating cookies and drinking some type of seltzer water or whatever the hell it was. And, mm-hmm. and talking about this. And, like, he only raised his voice one time in the 23 minutes. That is the opposite of unhinged. Like, this this ain't like the Bears who we thought they were, and that's why we took the damn field. This, this isn't this isn't John Chaney uh, challenging John Calipari to a fucking fight after a, after a, a Big Ten game, like or, or, or Big East game, like that's not or sorry Atlantic Ten game, like that's that's unhinged. This was not unhinged. This was like clearly somebody that put that knew what they were going to do, and like even through all the questions and everything was going to steer it towards this, because he felt they need to get this whole thing out, and then at the end of it, when like he talked about like, I've held on to all this all this stuff for so long, and then he fucking just destroys uh, Colt Cabana and says that man you know, like this man has made so, has, has gotten you know so what, much You know what that me. sounds like, James? It was, a, it, was a, it, was a, it was a complete CM, CM, politic, uh, CM politics Totally, that whole thing this was a whole sounds job. like a sociopath, James. Uh, I don't think it's sociopath. Someone that sat on all this and planned out all these specific points and times to do these certain things that that he knew know is inflammatory and is going to lead to some to to a big type of chaos. That sounds so the sociopathic. This wasn't a snap decision that was made in the moment by CM Punk. Yeah, it totally wasn't. Like, there's no way you had all that. No way. No, he, he clearly was playing. I would say it was calculated. I'm going to go sociopathic or whatever. But yeah, because uh, sociopathic, I think of like I think that's like actually like dangerous. Like he just blowing that man's brains out in the street. Like that's, <laughs> I don't think it's that far. But uh, but yeah, he clearly uh, he clearly like was sitting on this thing and stewing this thing for however long. I don't know how many years, how many months, how many weeks, whatever else. But like once he brought up that. But clearly like that was a sore spot for him that whole time. And whatever else, and then like them dudes thought that like CM Punk got him out of there, and whether or not that's true or not, that pissed CM Punk off to outrage proportions, and we are here now today. Uh, and like, like I said, this whole thing comes down to like, you don't know this fucking guy. Don't be like if you. And I gotta say, if I was in his perspective, right, and I'm like, I like, and let's say like we take some some of the CM Punk seven face value, right, or whatever else. 
I had this bad falling out with a good friend of mine, and that shit hurts, and it sucks, and, like, I've lost this this person or whatever else, and, and that fucking sucks, and I and now, like, I hate that person. I, part of it, it means, like, I hate part of myself now, and the time I spent and wasting investing in this person. And for that shit to get brought up, like, that has to be infuriating. Regardless of seeing a punk's tissue or whatever else, like, I get that. But you, you don't do that. <laughs> you, don't, you, you, you don't just go out there. <laughs> And, and like he, he talked about the you know the things that Adam Page really did and honestly like I'm with him on the part where like that was stupid and the whole milling the baby face that mill mill you're milling the top baby face thing I get that or whatever else but but CM Punk is doing a retaliation is far more rule is far more rude cruel and calculating and damaging than what Page did and now we're at the point where it's like all right Punk you say your piece a fucking enough. Like, move on, don't work with these guys, don't even say hi, don't even look in the direction uh, when you're walking through the airport, it doesn't matter, move on at this point. Because, like, either that or somebody has to go. And I don't mean, like, right now, like, in the next few months, (laughs) whatever else, but, like, if this keeps going down the track, it's going without somebody saying enough and they actually stick to it and there's a truce or peace or or peace call on all this shit, like, somebody's gonna have to go. Yeah, and and all it does is make the company look bad. Like in all respects, like and it's like it's bad for the optics. I think um, I think I think that's overstated though. Like I think I think that like we're gonna like you see look, you look like a minor league clown show doing this. I think you like professional wrestling. I, I disagree. Like, like, like I think so. You think they're not gonna do a huge rating on this this Wednesday? I don't. I don't think that's necessarily even pertinent to this. Like, they're of course they're going to do a big rating. MJF just came back. They're fresh off this pay per view. They have. Ain't like, uh, this, don't this even do that. Ain't nobody, t- ain't nobody talking about no damn MJF right now. They will be. We are. We are at minute forty six. We have talked about MJF one time in passing because of what Punk said. We we are not. They are not tuning in to see CM Punk uh, come. I'm not CM Punk, but uh, MJF come next. So they're going to be like, what the hell's going on with the Elite and CM Punk after this? And one of them two have to start the show with a promo or something. Um, more, more information here, James, um, where it looks like, uh, PW Insider noted FTR left the building by then, uh, posted on Twitter. They were bonding over, oh, wrong, wrong note. We're told Ace Steel shoot crack Nick Jackson with a chair. Another person saying he, they think he's lucky to not be in jail. Several sources in AEW that we spoke with believe that Ace Steel will not be back in the company Can't after be. this after this incident. Speed you are big, it's, had, it's one had, thing when the wrestlers are fighting. It's another thing when someone is in upper management is fighting. And I guess you could be like, well, they're also EVP, blah, 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 blah. But like, nah, they're, they're wrestlers first. They will not have them jobs if not for their wrestling ability, period. So, like... You can you can say that if you want to, but if there was a, if there was a cho- choice of them being a player as a coach, their damn sure would be players for to ever be coaches. Um, uh, P- PWI Insider noted that Steele's wife was said to have been around caring for Sam Punk's dog. The story of Nick Jackson having a black eye came from Steele throwing a chair at him. Um, yeah, but um, unbelievable. Hey, a Steele. Grand opening, grand closing. What what a great introduction and what a great uh, goodbye. What what a what an amazing fifteen minutes of fame, don't you think? Fucked up the bag in a heartbeat. 
Uh, so let's see, like what, what we uh, got here. Hey, still became legendary. <laughs> tons of tons of comments um, in in the section. <laughs> He's got that dog in him. He said, "What?" He said, "He's got that dog in him." Yazora <laughs> Hart says. Um, Oh, Let's see. oh, retrogram, excuse me. Um, uh, the, the problem ain't Punk's points, is the form that he's airing them out in. He needs to shut the fuck up publicly. I agree. Ludin, Ludin's, yeah. exactly. Yazor um, uh, Art, I think it's fine to think Hangman is wrong. <clears throat> I don't think I'd be burying him on live TV over it, though. Air Freddy, yeah, Phil Brooks famously won't hold a grudge about any of this. It's over. <laughs> it was extremely premeditated. He went right for the reporter. Crudler, beef plus squashed. Uh, Air Freddy, he had that shit loaded up. Uh, Brent and Roses, actually, that's kind of unhinged, like in a different way. Um, when I think unhinged, Brent- I'm thinking like, oh my god, he's got a knife. <laughs> like when I think of unhinged, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, but maybe we got, maybe we're working on different terms for that because like I, th- I feel like a lot of the stuff when people talk about uh, people having meltdowns. Like and I see the I'll see the response like nah that's not necessarily um, I feel like you're overstating that to like to build you know to hype it up as opposed to what it actually is. Uh, Retrogram. The funny thing about Punk is that if the worst is true and the elite are leaking slanderous shit, which Punk himself admitted he has no proof of, still doesn't justify throwing chairs and biting and swinging at niggas. It don't. <laughs> Ain't no angle where he's in the right with the current details that have been out. Diego Garcia, this shit was planned. Zekamaki, he was too push a T about it. Um, they were afraid of the fat dude in Chicago chanting, Colt Cabana set his ass off. Yes, that did happen last week. Um, and I believe that once they go out of Chicago's city limits, a lot of Colt Cabana chants are going to be headed his direction. And, you know, CM Punk is going to deal with them how he deals with them, which may or may not be yelling at thousands of fans individually and blowing up his entire babyface character. Who knows? Um, well, at this point, if he's going to stick around, he needs to turn hill eventually anyway. So, oh, so he better never sooner be, later. Like, I think he's, I think he's done in this town as, as a babyface. Like the, I think all the people he's ran afoul of, like he's going to get, uh, I would say once he gets past MJF. Yeah. Um, because MJF is like, uh, People people did the natural thing of like MJS back in the few weeks anti salesman whatever else is like. Do you understand that like that dude is an amazing bastard? He will find he will just he'll cut that shit off in, in like one day, and he'll be back to all day getting cheered in like tri state New York. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yazora uh, Hart Bucks might have complained to people about Colt, and they can be seen as wrong for that. But you can't be swinging chairs and biting motherfuckers. <laughs> Air Freddy. Nobody even knew what the fuck Paige did. They thought it was nonsense. LMAO. Um, Sam, he's like, he's going to get Cole Cabana a chance when he shows up in the ring. Diego says, just put the belt on to Kestra when he's back. <laughs> uh, Retrogram says, this is historically professional rating or ratings, but modern wrestling is supposed to be moving beyond backstage assault or professional wrestling, excuse me. Um, but it's supposed to be moving beyond ba- uh, backstage assault. Uh, Ace got that dog in, as you mentioned. Uh, Bucks and Phil having a slap fight, and Grandpa tries to kill the merch freak. Uh, <laughs> after all this, that shot that Tony gave Thunder goes under the radar. 
I didn't even notice it uh, when I was I watching. only heard the I only heard the thing that it, uh I watched that too. I only saw the thing that Tony Khan gave oh he means Tony mean Tony <laughs> Tony Stone, not Tony Khan. Bre- my bad. Okay. Brent Brent Brenton Rose's punk complained that the buck spreading the cult rumor was making the promotions number one babyface look bad. Then what the fuck was what he did to Hangman? Um, that was that was exactly what I was getting at. Like his whole thing is like you did this to me, therefore I'm going to do what you did to me, except far worse because like I'm a bigger star to you and I have more credibility in you and I'm going to hurt you. That's exact, so that's what I mean by him being cruel and calculated while doing all this. Like he's 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 trying to hurt uh he's trying to hurt uh Paige worse than Paige ever hurt Punk, even potentially. Yeah. Um, he's doing this on purpose. He's being a dick of he's he, like he is taking he's taking a uh he's taking uh a sledgehammer to an ant to an ant fight or an ant hill. That's what he's doing. Zora Hart, where is punk and wrestling if not for the elite star in the company? Nowhere. Um Yeah. Um I don't I don't know. The the stuff that I was like really passionate and professional wrestling about, it, it had nothing to do with the shoot with people shoot hating each other this last decade. Like it had to do with like competitive athletes and good storylines and incredible matches like this shit is like disheartening uh for for me at this point and seeing if it's just gonna blow up this like this thing i'm really a really big fan of i'm not with it and it's it's uh unfortunate if that if it goes that direction yeah i i think that AEW's weather the storm weather's the storm whether or not it's punk eventually leaves or Unfortunately, if they were to leave, but like ultimately, like AEW still gonna be around. They're still gonna have a number of stars. They're still gonna put on good television. They're still gonna have good ratings. They're still gonna have good uh, pay per view buy rates. And like with or without CM Punk or with or without the Elite, and like it kind of sucks that like people are that like important, but like you can still plug and play at this point. But like that's what a that's the amount of talent that AEW has managed to you know, have managed to stack up over the past, you know, four years or so. Like I was talking about this with, uh, earlier or with Caleb, right. As far as him saying to like CM Punk, as the stuff was coming out last night, you say CM Punk is like, he's not, uh, I think he said a word. He's, he's not essential or he's not replaced or he's not irreplaceable. I was like, bro, like we just had like nine months with no Kenny Omega. And over that time with no Kenny Omega, we had no Cody, no, Danielson, no Moxley at different points, no pet, no Cole or whatever else. Like that's a bad that that that's not a point that really matters. Like they have managed to like assimilate so much talent. No Jericho as well. Like uh, we they have managed to add so much talent. Like if they have somebody leaving, they can still make it work, and they still have a group of people underneath that can level up to that. Right, like so. I'm not concerned in that. I'm not concerned in that. Uh, <laughs> if that particular uh, reality were to occur, but like it would suck because obviously it's called all Elite Wrestling for a reason. Like they're, they're like when Tony Khan would have started this shit, he called Jericho, he called the Elite, and he called uh, Jim Ross to start this shit. Like there was a reason for that. Like there were new fresh acts or whatever else that had been like stale or whatever else ran into the ground from WWE main roster or whatever else and they were drawing big houses on their own like the all out thing was his own thing and they could do this and it was a whole bunch of you know uh, fresh energy all the, uh, for all those people so that was something for that to come to an end but like AEW will still exist and you can't take even if they were to leave like it can't take same thing with Cody like 
you can't take what they did to him. Like they're always going to be like in the history of the company, unless unless Tony Khan turns to Vince McMahon and just starts pretending like shit didn't exist. But like outside of that, Cody's always going to be baked into being the DNA of AEW, just like Kenny Omega or uh, Jericho or even Ross. So that it is what it is. But uh, I just think that it's I think it's overstated, and there's still a ways to go for reach to that level. Uh, of uh, tour like I, I like folks gotta start scrapping every like every other week for me to start thinking that's gonna happen. So I don't think we're there yet. Aren't, look, aren't they doing that? Like every other week? <laughs> I mean, Eddie Kingston and Cedric Var was just had it. Oh, oh, no, I, I mean, I've been seeing Punk on the elite. I didn't mean like every there's a there's a like I didn't mean like this shit turns into death row in the nineties, bitch. I didn't mean. <laughs> I didn't mean that, but but yes, like, if, if, yeah. If you start, if they Diego do start fighting up. every so often, then they still need to start bringing guns and knives. <laughs> then, you know, you know what? Let's bring, let's call up the Undertaker so he can feel right at home in the AEW locker room. Apparently, that's that's the real war zone. Uh, you know, if you want to be a real tough guy in the business, you go to AEW now. You know, noted tough guy Matt Jackson. You know, all yeah. you boys. I thought everybody says that man can, that, that doesn't like his brother say that he like he can't fight or he won't fight. Well, like he got to fight. <laughs> uh, yeah, like and yeah, commit. I I think committing to CM Punk is like he's. I think it's it's lunacy to compete to, to compete or commit yourself to him long term. Capitulate—that like that. was where he's yeah. going for. Or I was saying to commit yourself to okay. him. Gotcha, my bad. Long term, just because of his age and like yeah. his volatility. Sure. <laughs> um, but like, because it's like I I until he started doing this, like. I, I wasn't hearing about people fighting, you know, and all this stuff. I wasn't hearing about, you know, the locker room. Like, like there was, like, all this great energy that was around AEW that people, for some reason, were desperate for it to to go away, to get past it, to do whatever. And it's like, bro, the as long as they made that, like, kind of last, it was like, that shit, like, that it made for better wrestling. It made for a better company. And it's just like, Wait, it's, this, it's so like this think, Wild like, West that, now. So I think, think it's changed. Their, so do you think their owner product has gotten worse? Well, aside from Rampage, it's Rampage, is, I mean, that's injuries. But like aside, like, do so you think your dynamites have gotten worse now? I don't think the, the, the dynamites have gotten worse. I, what, I, what I'm saying is like, it seems like the feeling like around the company like is changing. Um, and with everyone back now, the spots that were, you know, they, they were grooming people during the summer, trying to elevate people. It's like they, we think they have too many people still. Um, the, those three hours are still those three hours. And then like the, the bullshit of fallout of this. And then now you got to work all these people back in. You're going to be suspending people. I would assume in the fallout of this. And it's just going to be like a black cloud on the promotion. And you know, if it all, if it all goes bad, right. Um, uh-huh. we're going to look at this, this like, yeah, this was not like, this was when we should have known something was up. And it, it, it's like, it's just like it's it's bad, man. Um, yeah, Lanza put it. It's a pro wrestling company now. Uh, I think James said the same thing uh, earlier on yeah. this. Yeah, like losing the elite is uh, not only losing the elite. Like Joshi's wouldn't be there. Takesha wouldn't be there. The the international influence, like I, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, to be fair, like we don't really get the Joshi's nowadays, no way, anyway. 
except for one dark. So, you know. Uh, Takeshita, that, that was up, but Takeshita's not here right now. He's go, he'll be back what October they said something like that. October? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, I mean, we still got a Forbidden Door. We still got all that stuff. We still got uh, tons of great stuff from all these wrestlers and whatever else. Like they're still suffering to do, even with they, even if like CM Punk and. The elite aren't even interacting, and they're probably not because, like, you got CM Punk right now as AEW World Champion. You have the elite as the AEW World Trios Champion. So, like, there, there's no time for them to interact with each other. They're not going to be around each other for like six months, if that. And like six months, plenty of time because, like, you know, people talk of. I kind of, you know, how like pro wrestling is a lot like. It's like a TV show. It's a lot like sports, but at the same time, like because they're neither like they're something. They're kind of both and both, but not really. Like the idea of like the locker room, for example. Like right, like in some places, like you see the stuff and you hear about like uh, their locker room, right? You hear about like Daniels are talking about crazy shit. Like oh yeah, you know they uh, you know they they make these jokes about penis about penis and stuff, and then like Swerve will be like yeah they do eye eye roll emoji, and it's like yeah bro like. That's that's the that's the quote unquote dreaded locker room talk that Donald Trump was trying to talk about back in 2016. <laughs> uh, but also at the same time, it's like from a different uh, perspective, it's like, hey, bro, y'all shouldn't be talking like that to each other at all. Um, Bingo. Right. So like the idea of like if this was a sports, if this was a, a, a sports team in an actual locker room, like people people scrap all the time, like. That's what most of that's what the start of most training camps most weeks are like. You got about a week before like people start fighting each other. People get sick and tired of being in the hot sun and people doing things they don't they don't agree with. In this, the, you know, the the fists start flying at, at helmets because we're all idiots. That's that's what that's what it is. Uh, people get over that kind of stuff, but like this isn't this isn't nearly as uh, how do I say this? This is a very uh self-involved business right like your interests are first and foremost you are trying to put yourself over in the most positive spotlight the tcs light will set you over we've seen this over and over again for decades of people with fraught with, with large egos and, and and you know in a fragile self-esteem so like it's not exactly the, quite the same thing so maybe like it can't heal like a locker room where someone has a big fight and it goes blows over or like somebody says something in like it blows over. Like you think of all the times, like there's been like people like, uh, t- like for example, NBA NBA stuff. All the years we heard back in the day, like during the Spurs dynasty or Spurs run of of titles, or whatever else, were like you hear that like Greg Popovich was like incredibly hard on Tony Parker, right? And then like, but he got over it, right? Like he used that to mold him into becoming a better player. It is what it is. Like, and then you see people like just pack up when you know there's any bit of criticism like a ben simmons like we don't know how this is going to go but like sometimes you say things about your teammates or whatever else and then like there's heat there's smoke and all that kind of stuff and then like eventually people get over it because like we're all we're all stuck together so we'll see how this goes like and that's what i went back that's what i mentioned the kobe lakers thing and the durant Nets thing just now because like people don't always want to stick. People want to get out, and then eventually somebody says no, and then they're stuck, and then they come back, and then it's smooth. They, they then they have to 
they have to say their, they have to get, either get over or they have to say their I'm sorry's or accept people's apologies and move on, move forward. So we'll see. There's always room for them to come back. I know CM Punk last night said there's no, we're past apologies. Maybe that's how he, that's definitely how he feels tonight. Who knows how it goes in the future? We'll see. But, uh, I, it was it was a big night, and now we're like an hour, and we're still talking about CM Punk, CM Pull Up, CM Politics. It's crazy. Uh, do you want to talk about the pro wrestling now? Well, Thero Negro, the vibes are gone, the stars are here, the money's on the line, and now it's just people crying about pushes and and snitching the SRS every day. They, uh, I mean, they, that's been going on since like we had Evelise in and out. Like that stuff's always been there on the periphery. People just didn't. People just didn't want to hear. People didn't care. Now that it, now that now that we're here now, now people are like, oh my god, it's something. Like, oh, that shit was always kind of happening, always. <laughs> Noted, chill, low key guy who gets over slights, Sam Punk. That's a good one, Sam. Um, yeah, um, yeah, just a lot, man, um, a lot, and I. I hope the right decisions are made uh, in in the outset because like a, a message got to get sent for a, like TK got to step up and, and be the boss of this shit and and really like like set like like, hey, like hey, the, hey. the tone for what the fuck this is about to be like hey y'all can hate each other you want to don't bring that shit out in public but then again Jericho just fucking did that apparently ten days ago and we are now. It, it, uh, apparently, uh, apparently, the message was not received, or the or the message was received and then ignored. It's yeah, one of those man. two. No uh, option between those two. Also, uh, Chris Jericho setting himself up to be Tony Khan's Pat Patterson. I mean that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he sees the writing on the wall. He's definitely not going to be Triple H's Pat Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Um, cause, cause yeah, like, and, and I say that because like everybody was kind of wondering like where all the locker room falls and stuff like that. I'm like, and I had seen people wonder who Jericho was with. I was like, he's with Tony. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> that man's been around too long for him to be out here. You know, like I'm sure, I'm sure like he has heard both sides of this shit from CM Punk side and from, uh, the elite side. And at the end of the day, I mean, it's like okay, like y'all need to, y'all need y'all need y'all kids need to lock that shit off, and and then went back to collecting his checks. I'm about a dollar. What the fuck is fifty cents? A true worker. So, um, yeah. So let's get to AEW All Out. Um, I would say a very good show. Uh, not a great show. I don't think it's a show of the year contender or anything. I would probably go like. You know, like between seven and a half to eight out of ten, maybe at the most. Um, but I'll, I'll take you guys through the ladder match. So this casino ladder match was all over the place. Like there, there were like, um, there were like a, uh, like they were trying to like set things up with the ladder. It was like kind of going not so well. Um, I didn't really like uh, anything aside from like Pentagon and Phoenix doing stuff to people. Um, and then, you know, the whole time it was, it just kind of felt sloppy and rushed and didn't really have a flow um, towards the end. Um, eventually, as you mentioned, all the, the guys in the mask come out and it is everyone that Stokely Hathaway has been recruiting It is W Morrissey. It is Ethan page, Lee Moriarty with dyed hair. Um, 
and then um, dyed what color? I believe it's blonde, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this man out here looking like Wesley Snipes, a demolition man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but they uh, uh, Stokely Hathaway climbs the the ladder, grabs the chip, unveils himself as Stokely Hathaway, and I'm like immediately, I'm like it's MJF, and then the, yeah, because they used to be there, they used to be together on the Indies, right? Yep, uh, and like my my mind yeah. starts starts going right, and um, then the Rolling Stones' "Sympathy for the Devil" plays. Uh, which people tell me is very expensive music. Um, it is. You want to know how expensive it is? I think I've, I could think of like maybe like an episode of Scrubs and maybe like one or two other things where I've actually heard it dropped in like, you know, some type of media. Okay, That's it was it. green. He had Frank Ocean hair, uh, Lothero Negro was saying. So oh, wow. my eyes are um, playing tricks on me. Oh, wow. What kind of green? Was it like a lime green? Or was it like a forest green? Or was it? Uh, let, let us know in the so, comments. Yeah, let us know in the comments while you continue on. I let need to know what kind of green, what kind of shade of green this was. A gentleman walked lime out. Green? Oh, no. This boy's out here. Yeah, lime. Yeah. A, a gentleman walks out with a mask on his face and immediately, and he's walking in the ring. I'm like, who the fuck is this? And then, like, he basically climbs the ladder, or excuse me, he gets in, he's handed the chip. And then I look at the fucking pants and I'm like, it's MJF because I can tell the way the pants are cut over the shoes and it looks like he's ready for rain. Like it's MJF. Um, and then I think everyone else, you know, kind of knows the way he was walking. And it was like some Ric Flair, Black Scorpion shit. Like it was like, oh, all these mannerisms are, are clearly MJF. And just like the Black Scorpion was clearly Ric Flair. Bruh. Like it's the same shit. Like, I made the same joke about I made the same joke about a black scorpion thing to Dan last night. I had no idea any of this shit happened. I, I just like it's fucking black. It's some black scorpion shit. Whatever this is, exactly what so, I said. So I didn't I I didn't think the ladder match was good at all. But it was all wow. about the angle here. Um, and well, it wasn't even what, good it, until the fan, until the angle happened. It, it wasn't really any anything to write home about. That's shocking with a mat with a ladder match with Andrade. In Phoenix and Pentagon and, and, yeah. and Dante Martin, that's shocking. Yeah, yeah Phoenix and Pentagon were great. Uh, everyone else, mm, they, were, they just kind of hung out. Um, but the uh, it, it worked for me. Like when I when I realized what was happening and I knew it was MJF, I was like, I can I can shoot him some bail because they're like they're clearly got something going on. And it's where I'm, where I'm thinking like, well, if MJF just comes back and he's a regular wrestler, uh, it doesn't quite work for me, but. They assembled this unit, which I admittedly dumped on uh, because I was just looking at the guys, but not realizing it would be MJF that can lead them. I'm like, MJF well, we, can do anything. Well, we were so, talking about this, like, because we didn't do the... I, I, at some point, we were talking about this in one of the last few shows. We were like, bro, this show, like, this 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 faction is missing an, a, a top guy at the top of it. Like, and then they added Morrissey. He's like, okay, well, he's muscle. Right, uh, Lee Moore, he's a he's a wrestler. Like the tag, the ass boys, whatever. They're a tag team. Like they're a low stakes tag team. Like where is like the like where is like the top guy that you'd be like, yes, yeah, Stokely's managing that fucking guy, and that makes sense for a guy as talented as Stokely to be managing. And like it turns out, it's like the guy he was doing the indies with before. Like it is funny because like I I forgot how many years it's like two thousand eighteen or something. I I saw a match. Uh. This is actually like the time I got I even came across Stokely Halfway. So this might be like 2019, right? So I see him 
and there's like goofy like parking garage match with Orange Cassidy and the next thing I look after watching that is like a match where like he has to face Nick Gage and I guess it's in uh, AIW maybe and he has to face Nick Gage and like at ringside is MJF like upset that his manager is getting fucking destroyed by Nick Gage and like it was funny just watching the fucking guy get destroyed because obviously he's going to get destroyed and like flash forward and now like it's all come together and it's like thank you now i finally like this is the guy that like stokely should be with it makes all this a guy that he's already had history with on the indies and all that kind of stuff so it's perfect Him, marriage for me uh with Cass, uh, those are both like new york guys they've got a big show in new york coming um i don't know what the unit will be called but um I, i'm optimistic about it uh, to say the least uh aw world trios yeah aw world trios title tournament final match the elite take on the dark order and these guys do it again um the elite defeat the dark order for the championships uh it can become the first triple crown champion in aw they announced um four and three quarters um on this one for me spectacular match just over 19 minutes uh crowd goes fucking insane uh when when kenny and hangman are facing off kenny comes out and he has no um no no black thing on he's he's jacked he's he's uh greased up and it's like man playing people like a fiddle i could tell he had additional size and uh definition underneath that thing people i guess how they look at things they would think he looks bigger and maybe out of shape he took that shit off and like spent a week like on the tanning bed or whatever and he comes out and he looks in an, as good a shape as i've seen him in almost since he's like a bigger version of dominion 2018 he showed up as and he had he had the jets he you should be able the, to tell when you saw him in the ring with osprey last week but or a few days ago but i, I guess people I, didn't catch that like i was gonna say if people didn't if they were still thrown off by the the damn thing, like this was like the 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 the, uh, the way to go here. The Bucks had great gear. Um, crowd crowd was going nuts for this. This was this was a really this was a really exceptional match. Um, ends with uh, uh, Hangman Page hitting the uh, the buckshot on John Silver by accident. There were yep. some great near falls in this thing. Um, there, they had you thinking John Silver was going to pin Kenny Omega. Crowd losing their fucking mind. Like I was like, bro, I, I, I saw, I saw Kenny do the 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 Terminator dive, and he looked like he cleared like that was like the dive ain't looked that great in like in a long time. Like he was way over the fucking rope, and it was uh it was magic pretty much watching watching uh him you know tap into uh. His, his his elite ability, I would say. It was funny uh, watching the end of this match because I was like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, that's in their fall. And the crowd's losing their shit. All right, that's in their fall. Crowd loses their shit even more. And I'm like, oh, that's the finish. And the crowd loses their shit. I was like, I don't know what happened or what was built in this match. But like, when I got to it and I saw like last, you know, closing stretch, last, you know, six minutes or so of it, I, I, I really enjoyed what I saw. And, um, but like I was like, they're not pinning fucking John. They're not pinning Kenny Omega with John Silver. Are you fucking high? What are you? What's wrong with you people? You, do you not watch this shit? But but whatever. They, they popped for it. They loved it. And I was like, I mean, it, it was all well done, right? So I can see why people 
you know, but I was like, not for a single solitary second did I even, like, look up, I, like, I looked down at my phone because I knew it was going to happen, so I was like, whatever, uh, but yeah, like, it, it was great, uh, for what I saw, and I can't wait to catch it, I just, I, I have it on the hard drive, I had to watch it, fire it up and watch it, same thing for the, uh, the ladder match. Yeah, loved this match, um, <clears throat> the, um, <coughs> excuse me, up next, we had the um, AWTBS title match. Uh, Jay Cargill come out dressed like She-Hulk. Uh, she defeats Athena in under five minutes. Um, in they particular, She-Hulk. The She-Hulk from, like, the 90s comic book. I gotta say, uh, dark hair Jay Cargill. Oh, I mean, well, you can put anything on the top of her head. It's gonna work. It's Jay Cargill. I get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. And, like, that does go in line with, like, she's missing, like, the, the silver streak in the 90s Jim Walter hair. But, like, outside of that, like, yeah, that's mostly what, exactly what Jim Walter looked like, even down to the physique. And so it definitely matched uh, what she was going for. But I just, uh, you know, she's always done the cosplay thing. Like, she's been dressed as Storm in previous times. Uh, Storm for X-Men in previous times, Jay Cargill. She's just, uh, I like her. I like her I, her thoughts going into what she wants to wear uh, to the ring. I always appreciate that. Uh, and then she had the match. And, like, I thought the match for only four minutes was all right. I just thought that they would have done, uh, given that, like, they've been, they've been trying to, you know, Ever since Athena came in, they were going to do a match. It seemed like they were going to try to make this a special showcase match for Jay to show her progress to people, especially because she's in there with one of the better or one of the best women's wrestlers of America in there and our workers anyway. And like they were just, it was just like, let's put it on and get out, get it done with. And I was like, I was surprised by that. Yeah, um, they did like a um, like a kind of a thing where it seemed like it was going to be a squash, uh, but they yeah, yeah, did they a, the ring pull out. Yeah deal uh there was that drop kick that athena gave uh layla gray on the outside she fucking destroyed her with that shit uh but yeah this was this was jade time all day uh, leave it on her until you know just keep letting her get better so uh you know can we can we can we send her to micah and omega please so um Let's see. Uh, then we had a six-man tag: FTR and Warlow against I, Jay Lethal I, I, and the I, Motor City Machine I, I'm Guns. I'm sorry, but I just thought the idea of Jay Cargo being in stardom and seeing Julia's hair and and I'm just like, that's our conversation. I don't want Jay to have to deal with that conversation because I don't even want to have that fucking conversation. <laughs> so um, this match was I. They weren't trying to have a great match. Like, let me phrase this. Because of the elements involved with it, they weren't trying to have a great match. I think that uh, machine. I think the FTR and uh, Mortal Machine Machine Guns were out there wrestling their asses off. But ultimately, like this whole thing was set up for like to, to finish with Warlow having his thing with Lethal, and like it's so weird as like Lethal and Warlow. If they had a match, it would be great. If FTR and Machine Gun um, and Machine Guns had their match, that would be great. But, like, these six teams with, like, Dutt and with uh, 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 Sanjay, I'm not Sanjay, but uh, with uh, Singh, it just didn't work. And I was like, yo, this uh, best tag team in the world, huh? Oh, oh shit. Um, uh, FTR, um, they, they, um, 
They had a match um, with. Uh, You're Morgan doing City. this. It, what's the best tag team Ooh, match you've seen this year, I was, Rich? I was asleep. I was asleep. Uh, Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers. Rampage. What's the second best tag match you've seen this year, Rich? <laughs> um, I had to think about it. What's the third best tag match you've seen this year, Rich? I don't have them all written down. Okay, well, two of the three would at least be two FTR matches at this point. So I understand. No, yeah, they would be. You would either say that for the way you were, Rich. We have you on audio. Don't make me pull I, up the I, audio. Look, I, don't I, make I me pull a, up the audio, I have Rich. A new one. I have a new one here. Oh, uh, no, com- coming up no, soon. No, you don't. No, you don't. I promise, I do. No, you don't. You're lying to yourself. Um, but if you say that, but I, yeah, sure. I am not. I no. am not. I watched that match and I was like, "Oh, cool, four and a half." Like, I, when I saw people talk about it, about they should have switched us. How I was like, "Are you high?" Matt Caster stunk in that match. Like, is okay. it? If this is like if this is the Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, uh, what's the call match from last year where people were like, "Oh my God, Art my match was so low for this match. It was awesome." Then like, sure, but like rewatch that match. You tell me if any, if, uh, if this was on a three man carry job. Okay, we'll we'll get there in a minute, but um. Uh yeah, the snooze job uh here with, with FTR so uh mm, um they they do the whole thing where they bring uh Dax's daughter in the in the ring I believe After. she pins yeah. Sanjay Dud if I'm not mistaken yeah for funsies because Bryce is just out there just do it yep so, I thought she was uh, gonna slap him or something. So after that, we get Powerhouse Hobbs against Ricky Starks and this was five minutos here. Um, not much of a match here. This was like a real strong win for Hobbs. I popped at the finish because I knew it was the finish. I was like, wow, that's his finish. And then he beat him. I was like, okay. Um, I guess, you know, this is more about lifting Hobbs up here um, a little bit. And seeing as how there's lots of baby faces that were, um, you know, successful is that are champions. Uh, they got to get some heels in position, it looks like. So, um, yeah, as far as Ricky Starks, uh, this, this – we talk about matches that aren't set up for you to really show what you can do. Yeah. Like this is one of those matches that was put on the card. And I said to you, like this is better suited being on a built up TV show, like on a rampage, like nine o'clock or some shit like that, or the main event or the, or not the opener, but like nine o'clock or the main event. And then they did this match in like four, in like four or five minutes. like, all right, well, I know they're not done, but, like, it reminds me of, like, that Sheeta, not Sheeta, but Baker and Thunder Rosa match, right? The second one that led to the match at San Antonio is, like, we're going to give you a finish that makes you piss off because we're going to give you the actual result you want on television later. I'm like, okay, so this is, like, a trope he has. It seems like this, seems like this is going to be a new thing that he, he has in his back pocket every so often when it's like, we have way too many fucking matches on this card. Let's get out of here and then get more heat and then give you the payoff later. And, like, cool i guess but like it was funny because like Star- stars came out here it looking like he dr- like he <laughs> looking like a fucking 1998 rough rider looking like look at that man owns a fucking ducati motorcycle and and he got it get, looking like a biker boy and then promptly got his ass whooped and i was like uh, okay that's that was strange i don't know what's happening here i don't know why i'm supposed to care anymore after this but okay all right and I, I just shrugged and it's like, time for next match, I guess. Yeah. So uh, up next, we had the World Tag Team Championships, uh, Swerve in Our Glory defending against the acclaimed, the acclaimed 
very, very, very over. Number one uh, selling T-shirt, Swerve and Lee come out, and they just have, like, this look on their faces, like, they're here to prove point. Swerve especially comes out, the, the new Jeff Hamilton jacket on, and uh, new pay-per-view gear I haven't seen. And this was a masterpiece. Um, I was, like, so impressed by this. I think this is the match of the night. Um this was like the crowd just uh, is something about Chicago and AEW tag team matches. They call it lightning in a bottle here. Uh, Anthony Bowen's selling of his knee was great. Uh, there at the beginning of the it match, was. there was a there was a lot of um, the the meme chanting going on, and um, this was like I feel like this was the night where uh, Swerve and Lee really like planted like their feet down like to really like just show how great they are like you know we saw the the match where they won the titles there's a lot going on and uh i, I felt like i i really saw like their their character performances in this i f- feel like uh it's like swerve's work in particular i think he's clearly the the mvp here uh just adjusting on the fly uh them the crowd like you know both of these being babyface teams and the crowd clearly picks one uh but you know, Lee and Swerve adjusting on the fly and working like pros and um, and figuring it out. And then once like, you know, the like Swerve kind of sets this match up in that promo where he talks about Bo- uh, Bowens's body failing him. And I was like come, going into the match and I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's going to play into this. Then like he does that thing. He falls off the ropes. Bowens injured so much that he immediately goes down with it. The whole crowd drops out of all that meme shit. And they're like, Oh my God, did this guy hurt himself again? And then they fucking kill his leg. Um, I think Max Caster really only had one job in this match, uh, which was to lift up Keith Lee at, at a certain point and slam him, which he did. But I think the near falls in this were incredible. Um, the, the unpredictable nature of it was incredible. I think people calling for an audible were absolutely ridiculous because that's not how this works. Um, but like, like that's this not was, the point. Like the whole point of this match is to get you to want them to win it eventually from them or get them to right. want them to win it anyway. Like this match puts uh, a claim on the match is not just a fucking goofball act or like, so like, yeah. And I, and I think Swerve and Lee were like, like they were in charge of like legitimizing them and showing like how great they were in the process, this had so many things going for it. This but, was like but the a thing. Movie. But the thing is, Rich, it worked so good that like now you have idiots out here acting like Lee and Swerve aren't the king, weren't the kingmakers that they that they absolutely were in this match, uh, especially Swerve, and that like nah, like Mass Caster is now a completely new guy from what you've actually seen. Like the whole fucking two years we've seen this fucking guy, and it's like, bro, do you not see how terrible that fucking dropkick he threw was? Get get out of here! Uh, I thought I, I thought it was like, like I mentioned this to you. Like I think they needed to break people's hearts with this, and that's what happened here. And this was like, like this hit everything for me. Like so, um, the, the, I I like this match. I thought it was a four and a half star match, right? Like if you were to ask me, like what, I'd probably say it's like the third or fourth best swerve match I've seen this year, something like that, right? Like I like the Nick Wayne match more. I like the match that he, they won the titles with, or whatever else. Uh, it it is what it is. But uh, I think the thing for me mostly is just like they did this for these fucking guys, and then the response isn't oh my god they're fucking awesome. Uh, Swerve and Lee, it's 
oh yeah, they're still NXT guys, so fuck them. Like we we were not gonna gravitate to them. It's like, are you guys are you guys on your fucking minds? What's wrong I thought with you? the I thought the question that they got in the press conference was embarrassing. Um, I thought it I think that's probably dumb. what set me off mostly about this. But like, it's also you still see this is like. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I thought it was embarrassing. I thought it was dumb. I was like, why would you ask them? Like, should they have called an audible? It was like, one, they're not the booker. Two, that's like, like you're trying to blow up the medium do, do, uh, do with, me by, by having them answer that shit. Rich, do me a favor. If you ever get a chance, if or got, people that are listening, if you ever get a chance, go to Denise Salcedo's uh, like videos of the scrum from, from YouTube last night. Go to the Keith Lee and Swerve one, and it gets to the part where they first mention uh, the the idea of of uh, Audible, and you can see like you can see it on their faces. Like Swerve, Swerve has shades, so you can't see his eyes, but he sits there. He, he doesn't move an inch. He doesn't budge. He doesn't make doesn't nothing right. But as the question gets towards the word Audible, you can see Tony Khan in his eyes like. Oh my God! They're going to say something about going to an audible. These fucking idiots! I don't want to answer this. Deal with this. And then Keith Lee is like, in, in good faith, listen to the question. And then once he says we're audible, you can see it sticks on his stick. It sticks to him for like three seconds, and he's like, he wants to, he wants to like cuss this fucking guy out, or he wants to tell him he's a fucking idiot. It, it was yeah. great. It was great. I, yeah. I, I clicked. I clicked. If back you have not watched. Oh, they if you have not this. watched, if you have not watched Swerve in, in Lee's uh, press conference, it's twelve minutes. I implore you. Great character work. Great character work. Like this shit, like, it, like all the shit you hear people say about Jay White. I, I've seen some of these Jay White post preface, uh, 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 post match uh, uh, interviews or whatever else, or press conferences after New Japan matches. They're not nearly as compelling as what uh, as this whole thing was, where you have Swerve sitting there arguing with the fucking boss, and it's a sh- it's a work shoot. It's not what CM Punk did at all, yeah, at all. But you yeah. clearly see like Mike, me, my character is pissed off that I, after beating these dudes thoroughly, that like you you want to give them another shot in their hometown, no less. We're gonna fucking hurt these guys because it is gonna be your fucking fault, Booker man. Yep, uh, incredible match. Um, I'm. I'm like at least four or three quarters, maybe higher. Um, and I'm I'm like in the middle on it, and I I think it was it was incredible. Um, and I think it was like like I was looking at it, and I was like, man, I don't know how long Swerve and Lee are going to be a tag team. I don't I don't I'm not interested in exploring like when they're going to break up and all this stuff like this. Like I'm I'm kind of taking a ride here, right? But now they're going to be this. like this. <sighs> For lack of a better word, like this new standard hill tag team of NXTers that are going to kick every all the AEW asses. This is what they're going for. This going to work like gangbusters, and eventually somebody somebody will figure this out that this is what they're doing, and then people will be like, "Oh well, this is kind of really this is a great role for them right now, and, and for the time being, like, but like this is a great place for them to like." Grow equity in the company for around Tony Khan, around the guys' in the locker room, around the 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 fans of them hating them, whatever else. And they can almost run this shit like a, you know, similar to any other great tag team we've seen in recent memory. Like whether it was like FTR and NXT, or it was like uh, O'Reilly and Strong in NXT, where it's like, or the Usos, whatever you want to say, where they're just like, they're the standard now. Like, like, understand, you like the Young Bucks, whatever else, they're the trios. They're the, they're standing the trios. This like, is the standard like tag they're, team Like, now. they're the tag I, team bro, now. When, they, when we get this fucking swerve in our glory versus uh, Lucha Bros match. Can't wait. It's going to be out of this world. Um, 
and I and I think uh, what I was saying was I think the the end point here with Swerve is like he's a top guy in this promotion. Like he, he's like he's get, he's that's his ceiling here. I feel like and um, he has a talent for it. It just you, I have my concerns of the fans not gravitating to him unless he's a heel because of the NXT stink on him. So from the AEW fans, so I have that concern. Uh, but as far as talent, yeah. Yeah, like, like we're looking at guys in their early 30s that are that are in this company and, you know, people that are getting built up and like looking at this guy and then seeing like how he can work on either side of the coin. Oh, we know we know he's a dog in the ring. Like we know he's charismatic. Like he's got, you know, youth on his side. He's got like the cool factor. Yeah. Like, also, this, is, this is the one. And, look, and he's driven like and he's yeah. driven to, to prove a lot of people wrong about it. Also, yeah. swerving our glory versus FTR, like that match would go the fuck off if they ever do it. Like, like you know, like I don't know, I don't know if it's because they've been around long enough, but like you know, like those are NS, those are NSC guys. They're okay with. I don't, I, I don't know how this works in the AEW fandom. Like you're in a, you were at WWE or or whatever. God, like if you like, there's like a cutoff date. Like if you were like, if you showed up after the pandemic, you are not gang. I, I don't know what's going on, and, but it seems that seems like the rules. Or, no, actually, like, no. Like, if you are, if you made it to AEW before, like, uh, before the Thunderdome, you are a gang. If not, get fucked. I, I don't know what's going on, but that's, it feels like that. Like, some arbitrary, arbit- some random arbitrary line I, between, I, like, I 2020 you. and 2021. I don't know what it is. I guarantee you, and, and maybe this is a, uh, this is a post-show thing we can do, just because of, like, the dead air that it would be. Uh, I like to consider myself pretty plugged in uh, with the AEW fan base. I could probably tell you how it all works if you put like a list of names in front of me. Like Adam Cole's only one. That's it, and that's because you know Elite. And even then, oh, oh, he still gets it, but like, yeah, he's at. But most of the it ain't always love for him. But when he comes out, he hits the baby. They they lose their shit for it, all that kind of stuff. But like, you know. It's it's weird, man. It's really weird. Um, but yeah, excellent match. Um, I think this is the best match of the night, and I was like blown away by this. I have um, to I have to watch the uh, the trios match, but like at worst, it's second at worst. Um, AW World Women's uh, Title Four Way Match: uh, Tony Storm uh, picks up the championship, beats Britt Baker, Karoshita, and Jamie Hader. Uh, Britt and Jamie implode um, on this. Uh, Tony Storm picks up the belt um, like she was planned to the whole time, and uh, this was uh, this was pretty good. Like I, I didn't think it it was uh, like the weakest match on the show or anything. Like some some of the matches uh, that that have been in the women's championship spot, uh, this was uh-huh. this was pretty good. Like um, good. excited to see what Tony Storm does with it. I don't know how necessarily over she is right now. Uh, if it was me, you know, I'd go with Brit just because, like, that's like, that's it's like the like she's the star, she's the one everyone cares about. Uh, but I guess you got to do something else. So um, I don't have a problem with Tony um, winning it, and um, I, I think this was well worked. This wasn't uh, like this wasn't anything that would embarrass you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this wasn't embarrassing. Uh, it was, it was. It's 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 approaching good, it's approaching good. Maybe it is good. Maybe it's because you know the match it followed or whatever else with all the drama involved in it. Uh, but yeah, like 
their crowd really liked Jamie. Um, I, you know, I, I, oh yeah, I, I now know, I now know, and have a newfound respect for for Chicago. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean, James? This was a match of three stardom wrestlers and Hukaru Shida. No, no, I, 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 the way they were, the way they were cheering for Jamie, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that. Like, you know, Chicago was a was a hip booty and thigh uh, type of town, but it's good to know. It's good to know. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, it, it set up all the stuff, right? They wanted Jamie. Brits in the way that, right? And you know, um, you know who she's dating. You know, like who who she's date, like her who a wrestling you know father figure is. It fits in line of all the Triple Hism of like, and uh, look, if anybody's going to win a title on my in my group in my clique, it's gonna be me. I will sabotage this shit so no one else wins if, if it comes down to it. But it will be me or no one. And, Real hater energy. Yeah, yeah. So Brit, Brit, you know, I wonder if Brit got a you know, you th- you think she has a picture of Triple H, uh, her and Triple H, and she's holding the sledgehammer? You think you think that exists? Uh, I I don't know. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll see. Like, I w- never mind. I'm not, I was gonna say make jokes about like what no. Triple H's Christmas card looks like, look. and like it doesn't involve a sledgehammer in the Christmas cards with the kids and Stephanie. I don't know, but whatever. Uh, now the Gargano residence, I'm sure like you could probably find one of those laying around. Oh, st- oh, Canada is definitely taking a picture with the with the, uh, with the sledgehammer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Shit. For all I know. <laughs> you know look. <laughs> When 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 Lil Quill Gargano went to, got uh goes to his christening, you know you know Sean and Hunter both gonna be there, right? <laughs> I can't wait to see a picture of a Johnny a Johnny out there with the priest, right? Johnny with the priest and Candace, and and then in the background is Hunter and Sean, and Hunter got the fucking sledgehammer. <laughs> But anyway, let's move on. Um, so I thought that story was great, and that clearly moves on to you know they've been teasing that for forever, like over a year now. Ever since she first showed up, when she even wasn't even doing the DMD thing, but uh, Rumble was. That was always a hint that they were eventually going to go that route. Uh, it's nice to know that like, or not nice to know, but like it's just to know that like it seems like they're going to Brit is the still going to be the heel and James will be the babyface. Uh. It was good to see Carl Sheena, you know, on uh, mate on American television instead of having to see her elsewhere, uh, except for like dark, um, and uh, you know, th- you know, Tony Storm won, and then like let's talk about this press conference thing afterwards. So, do you see this? I didn't pay great attention to the Tony Storm one. It's only like six minutes. And like, you can tell, like she didn't have much thought of what she was going to say out there. They just had her out there because she's a new champion. And, and, and Shocker. Right. So, uh, Tony Khan made a joke about like, we can get Tony Shivani out here. So it could be Tony, Tony, Tony. I, and I think the joke kind of went over Tony Storm's head. She, you know, she's born in the night. She's like, what the fuck is Tony, Tony, Tony? But anyway, uh, so, at some point, she said something along the lines of, "Look, someone asked about Tony Storm's about about Thunder Rose's injury and everything, and she goes, look, Thunder said she's hurt, okay, and then like moved on.' Uh, you see where the point, and then said like when she comes back, like we're gonna run something, beat her ass. She said this is a work shoot thing, and like I'm obviously I'm gonna beat her for, for get my the interim title taken off of my belt to be full world woman's champion. Hey, uh, 
Hey, James. Uh, Crudler says, Michael Cole told me Tony Storm was an 80s wild child. So, of course, she knows the 90s. <laughs> That's a good one. I forgot about that totally. Oh, man. So, so yeah, like, I was just like, the way she said it was like, it's fun or don't, or Tony Storm don't believe that shit really either. She's like, look, she said she's hurt. My, look, I just work here. I ain't got shit to do with whatever, whatever's going on. Like, if you look, if you want to ask questions about Thunder Rose Health, why are we talking about this other Tony that's actually the fucking owner of AEW? Oh, he's still shell shocked what CM Punk did? Never mind. Like, that man's, that man's like recovering still, like a bomb went off near him. And Nom. It's funny, like, he had more smoke for the tampering shit than CM Punk. I see CM Punk is out here, like, setting that shit ablaze. It was funny. Uh, but yeah, like, there's gonna be a return match, a return match at some point. I don't know what the next opponent is. They asked her, they they lobbed her a softball to ask her who she wants to face next, and then like she kept naming names. I was like, huh, it's weird she didn't mention Serena Deeb, and then like eventually, like she mentioned a couple names, and then he uh she basically like looked to Tony Khan and was like, say some names. I, I you know I was like, like you've been here long enough to know some of these names. I don't know what's going on. And, uh, and then, like, she mitched Serena Deeb, or he mitched Serena Deeb. She's like, oh, yeah, her too. Definitely, definitely, definitely. You want to do that. Uh, so, yeah, like, I think she'll have a decent title run as far as defenses. <laughs> Obviously, the concern is, like, program building. How are you going to people to care about these matches? And that, you know, and obviously it comes back to the never-ending cycle on the on the, on the the wheel of AEW Women's Wrestling. AEW Women's Division conversation here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had enough ad nauseum. Go to our YouTube channel. Go to our play. Go through the playlist. Play on any of them. We've done it ad nauseum. I'm sure we'll do it again. Don't have the time right now because we spent an hour time. I see him. See him pull up. So it is what it is. Uh, what was next? Christian Cage and Jack Perry. So this is more of an angle than anything. Uh, Christian comes out, uh, does his entrance. Uh, Jungle Boy comes out. It's attacked by Luchasaurus. Uh, I'm like confused at this point i'm like i thought they were cool but i guess the whole situation was the luchasaurus never actually touched them or i don't know how people tried to explain this one away but whatever the case is he's still working for christian um and he came out the opposite entrance fucked up jack perry before the match uh chokes land him on the on the metal chokes land him through the table rolled him in um and then basically uh caught a spear from christian 24 seconds uh and this was like more of an angle kind of like uh at this point in the show i'm kind of laughing because everyone spent so long all doing all this hand wringing and crying about the show length and stuff like that i'm like well they have done short matches like this before even in wwe there's like a couple matches like i remember one SummerSlam, they had like tons and tons of matches right and they were doing like randy orton and at that time rusev and then, uh, i believe orton like squashed him and it was like a uh deal where he got jumped before the bell but he gave him rk out of nowhere like 10 seconds yep, into yep, the match. Yep, beat him up and then roll in the ring bell rings rko pinned yep. like it like that is a trope of wrestling shows that look overcrowded so i would encourage people when they see like all those matches on paper have your eye out for which one is an angle alert um and apparently christian's dealing with a legitimate injury that's why they didn't do the match but um i think this was effective in a way Uh, i do and it makes you want to see jack fuck christian up eventually um i would have liked it here but um for the sake of moving the show along i couldn't 
get too mad at it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wanted to see the match. I, I thought that I, you know, I talked about this match uh, earlier in the week. I don't know if it was on air or whatever, but like when I was talking to, I think it was I was talking to Chad because Chad was doing the thing where he was playing about like this is going to be some five hour show. Or he thought it was going to be some seven hour show. I was like, where do you get seven hours from? Like all these shows are always four hours, except for like that one show where they went five because they wanted to buy time for the 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 the, the belt presentation for Martha Hart where they bought another hour. Outside this, all right. these shits are like four hours with a, with a hour or a half hour pre show. It's five hours tops normally, except for that one time, and right. and like they're mentioning like all these matches. Like, well, some of these shits are a little short, just just to you know whatever else. And I remember saying like, I wish that like these matches were on the card, like the Christian match or the, or the Starks match, because it's like these matches are better suited if they were and it would be more memorable being like on TV as a main event or a nine o'clock. Uh, segment or whatever else, then like being like the ninth best match on the show, and what do they do? They they're all angles to get to eventually a TV match or something, or to get to Arthur Ashe or whatever. So like they basically did what I exactly what I did as some meeting in the middle or whatever else to get more heat for the next thing. Uh, so I'm fine with it. Uh, hold on, James. I think we got breaking news. Diogo says I think AEW released an official statement. If you guys find that, please uh, share it with us in the in the comments. Uh, Send the I'm link. To, Not to I say am, we don't trust y'all with copy and paste, but we'd rather see the link. Let's see. Um, so let's, what I was going to say or finish off with was uh, I, I thought it was hilarious to see the, like, because that is true, like uh, Oscarosaurus has never officially touched Christian in this whole thing. He just let Jungle Boy come out and attack and beat the shit and out of Christian, him. which is just yeah. worse. No, he no, he actually beat his ass at one. No, no, actually, that was the one time where like he walked into the ring. So actually, no, it actually is like holds up to some scrutiny or whatever else. But uh, for me, like the idea that like they, Christian hits a spear, edges move, he kicks, and then and and then Christian gets him up and hits the fucking uh oh my god, what's it called uh. What's the fuck? What's Edge's? What's Christian's move? Uh, I'm prettier. Done prettier. What he he has his own name for it. Um, uh, the fucking Saki Kashima calls it yes. my emblem. What's it called? <sighs> fuck. Kill switch. Kill switch. Exactly what it is. And what I always remember it as is like if if he turns you around and drops you with it, you're a fucking it's fake. Geek. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. I was like, if you get dropped, if you ever get dropped to kill switch, you're a geek and. That holds up in stardom, just it holds up in WWE as it holds up in AEW. He got whooped, he rolled in there, got speared, and got dropped with that thing, and I was like, wow. Poor Jungle Boy. And then and then Christian gets on the top of the uh the second rope to celebrate, and he's wearing a shirt that says out says worked. Period. Everyone, period. I fucking how cause like, yeah, he did. This man is out here doing, you know. Not wrestling matches. He's a great wrestler. Not really wrestling matches at this point. He's, you know, he's, he filled the MJF slot for the time being by saying disgusting things. Uh, you know, and like he got heat on the young guy. I was like, this is all, this is like in a, in a, in a microcosm, some of the things people complain about, but like, I don't think for a second anybody with a, with, you know, that, uh, that watches this show doesn't think that like Chris is not going to get his ass whooped. Right. Chris right. gonna get his ass whooped. 
And they're probably gonna have like a lights out match or something. Probably. But like I did, but for that time, for the time being, similar to the Jericho beating Kingsley thing, like I'm gonna enjoy like people being upset about this. It was fun. And then like Christian wearing that outworked every or worked everyone thing was funny because like this man has said what he he was a snake the whole time. And he's and he's done it. Good for him. Up next, Chris Light Jericho versus for the edge. Light oh years. yeah, oh yeah. While Edge is getting turned on, uh, the the day before, uh, Christian is thriving. I'll so. give Edge this though. Edge had him a match la- uh, the other night. He had him a match the other night. It was a very good match, and the crowd loved it more than it being just a very good match. Cause they did a whole bunch of smoke and mirrors at the end of it. They made the crowd lose its shit for it, right and rightfully so. And like I was hyped for Edge. Cause like it's been a bad, it's been a bad like you know few months for a year or so for edge so i was happy for him to get some some kind of uh you know positive send, reinforcement or reaction they gotta send edge exclusively on international tours bro they popped for him like they popped for him like it was 2021 or 2020 like before like people were like oh he's been around and like he was never that level of star like they were like oh we haven't seen him since like the 90s or something it's like this is like his first match. Like this is his first match UK in like a decade. We love Edge. That's what it was. He got a huge pop. You got to hear it. You got to see it. Uh, do you watch Clash of uh, Castle? I, yeah, I watched the whole show. You even watch this? Like I know you you, you checked yeah. out at some point. Okay, yeah, yo, you I, saw it. So you saw like yeah. when he big 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 star international star Edge when he got yep. that came out there huge star. So we, up next we had Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. Hall of Fame pop. Lionheart versus American Dragon. Man disappointing um this was not it chief uh this was boring this had no heat this was a struggle to uh the only danielson match that i can think of that this kind of reminds me styles the aj styles match at the royal rumble yeah i felt like i was watching the same match and it was just like same exact thought what the fuck is this and then danielson's entrance where this this guy is coming out singing Danielson's song, and I saw this guy. There were people that was thinking it was Machine Gun Kelly. It was not. Uh, the young man came out shirtless and oiled up. He was in good shape. He was singing, you know, the point. And I guess like the person who made that song is a friend of Brie Bella's and a friend of D- Brian Danielson's and did the song. And um, I, I, it was like that curse the match or something like it just didn't like I saw Lionheart a couple weeks ago against John Moxley and I was completely in it uh, I think Jericho ha- had a bad night at the office I think Danielson kind of just was like oh I'm just gonna gonna try and it just didn't work out uh, this was not very good at all okay I have a hand on my mouth to cover my reaction in case he said something out of pocket about that dude because I was like I don't, I don't know where this is going but you know I don't want to be caught off guard like Tony Khan was last night but um <laughs> but yeah man like the dude came out and I was you know being there watching it with Zach and Dan Dan was like I thought it was a woman that was on the vocals of this shit I had no idea it would, so I was, like, I was like oh lord uh I thought it was, I thought, me personally, I heard dude the whole time, uh, when I was ever heard it, but whatever. Uh, so, yeah, like, they hear the post match thing with Jericho, and Jericho was like, you know, we just went out there and we just called it in the ring, and I was like, ah, that's what happened. That's what happened. Like, you, 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 you thought that this was fucking 1998. Okay, I see what happened. I see how you end up in this situation. Uh, you, like, if you, 
obviously, I'm sure they had ideas what they wanted to do, blah, 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 blah. It just, it just wasn't there. It just like, the, but the back and forth of going through every, you know, every single, you know, bump, tumble, twist, ter- and, and, you know, in, 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 uh, uh, momentum change it, and back and forth like it just didn't it didn't click uh, it reminded me very much of the AJ Styles Royal Rumble match you know it is funny because like I haven't talked to you about that I was just like that, but that was the first thing that went in my head so once you went there I was like it's probably about to say AJ Styles but uh, yeah um, just a bad like you mentioned bad day in the office unfortunate uh, so you know I guess but the way Jericho was talking about it uh, afterwards was like oh he don't know that Look, man, he knows. He heard that crowd. He heard that crowd die on him. I feel like they, they kind of went through the motions. They didn't. This, look, look, you have it as long as you've been wrestling. If you're he knows. As, if you're wrestling as long as Chris Jericho, you know. And like for him, he always wanted to have some. Apparently, he was like, this is like a thing similar to him. It felt like he said he mentioned like it felt like when he first wrestled Undertaker the first time. Because it's like I was in this company and I never got to wrestle Undertaker tool. Years later, after. And I finally got them. I was like, yes. And he's the same, he said the same similar fashion to uh, the Dangerous thing. We're like, been around each other forever. We only really had like the two matches. This is like my first like feature lift match with him. And he said it felt great. And like, look, if you've been doing it as long as Chris Jericho and American Pro Wrestling, sometimes these matches ain't for everybody. Sometimes the match is just for you and, you know, your coworker. And this had to be one of those matches. Didn't work. If you were to say, if you say like, I never want to see them have a match again, I'd say no, because I think they're gonna have a, they're gonna have a rematch at some point. And I bet you like they're gonna take whatever they they uh, learn from this experience and they'll ha- and they'll ha- you know when they have their second match, it'll be awesome. So I'm not gonna write them off. Uh, look, I tried to write like I was on the we were both about to write Jericho off in 2020 with Orange at Orange Cassidy shit, and then like he revamped and turned it around. So I'm not ready to just say that. Like I just saw two weeks ago, he had one of my favorite matches in in America this year. So, yeah, it's just a bad 90 office, as you mentioned. And also, yeah. like, this crowd, by this point in time, like, after the uh, the tag match, you can see this this crowd, like, just be like, hey, man, I just want to get to the main event. Fuck. That, a lot of this crowd was doing that in that third or that last, like, 90 minutes of the show. Yeah, I was um saying that, and you, you already know the rule with me when it comes to Chris Jericho. Never count out Chris Jericho. So, um, Yeah. <laughs> Um, comment section. Shouts out to y'all. Um, yeah, wild, disrespectful. Um, <laughs> six man tag. Uh, Darby Allen, Miro, and Sting against the House of Black. This was there. Um, I I had fun. I but it. I don't think it was all that good or anything. Yeah, I. It was good. It wasn't like, but it wasn't great. And like, you know, it's built. Look, as long as you get the sting, no sell at some point in, in, in the match, I'm I'm That's I'm gonna it. pop for it. And I got that and whatever else. But like, yeah, this was definitely a step down from some of the stuff we've seen Darby and Sting do as a tag team in uh, in AEW pay per views. Definitely a step down. Yeah, um, Malachi Black is kind of taking center stage here. He, he's the one that uh, gets the pin uh, on him. And after the match, he, I guess he bows and blows kisses to the crowd. And uh, it could be, you know, either going home. Like, I don't I don't know uh, what the deal is with him, but um, he may not be around uh, in the near future. I guess we'll stick with the story. Um, and the more that comes out with it, Tony Khan wouldn't uh, comment on it at the press conference. So um, 
I, I, I don't know what to, what to take of, uh, what to make of all this. Yeah. So, um, they, uh, main event time, AW World Title match, uh, CM Punk defeating John Moxley for the AW World Championship, about 19 minutes. Uh, they kind of have like a old school brawl, uh, kind of match. Uh, at first, I thought they were going to try to rip off Hart and Austin, uh, in Chicago. Um, they didn't end up doing that, but CM Punk came out in all the white pants. Um, I knew so he was you knew it was going to be immediately. Yep. Yes. Oh, uh, did, but did you also notice the pants though? Yes. He had the Bret Hart. Uh, yep. He had the stars in the Bret Hart, uh, like style there. Yeah. Um, I was like, like what bros? Like, this is like some, like a uh, heart foundation, pink, like pants or whatever else, except they're white in, in light blue. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, this, uh, this was a good brawl. Uh, crowd was really into this. Uh, I think they did, like some old school trickery here in this uh and this uh worked out pretty well crowd went crazy for it uh we were split moxley was getting a mixed reception but uh, the crowd was like 100 to cm punk he didn't have to worry about uh them, them streets uh you know going awry uh on him uh at least on this night uh but yeah this is a this is a great a great match i would say i'll probably go like four and a quarter yeah i'm thinking four and a quarter as well uh and quite frankly like that's about what I gave the the title change that Punk had over Page too. Like, I I really enjoyed the match, both matches. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a great story. Um, and I thought it was really good action. And I thought like you know he looked healthy. It moved around the ring. Like I know we gave him a lot of shit, especially when he was like fucking up. Uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Buckshot Larry or whatever else. But it's like. If the dude's like, obviously, we found out he, he had a foot injury or whatever else uh, after that. But, like, if the dude, like, has his legs underneath him, he's going to give you a, a quality uh, rematch and a quality of, like, you know, what is the standard of what an AEW World Champion has been outside of, like, Kenny Omega and Adam Page. So, yeah, like, I, I'm, you know, I, I was happy with the match. Uh, like, I think this is the first time Moxie has lost clean, like getting pinned clean in a long time. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to go through it, but the last time he got pinned clean was in a tag match against the young bucks. With Kingston. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I thought, uh, I thought great match and got the win with Babyface hero at the end. Um, and then the lights went off and then like, you know, I think I think I was listening by that point. I had caught up on the, some of the, one of the thread texts or text threads you were on, and you're like MJF. It's got to be MJF, and I was like, okay, so MJF comes out now, and sure enough, boom, crowd pops because you know returning, returning uh, person after a long, big star after a long time, uh, and that's the next program. Uh, and like I think I thought about, it, I was like, okay, so if they do that at, I saw before we do that, before we do that, we have to talk about John Moxley. Um, okay. and he drops his title, um, to CM Punk. He's had a phenomenal year. Yeah. Um, yeah. he had an awesome title reign. Uh, I usually have one of those, um, title eulogies. eulogies ready. I only have it halfway written. Um, I am anticipating on finishing that and putting that out on Twitter at some point this week. But, uh, this guy like left blood all over the United States. Um, and, really like stepped in at a crucial point uh, for this company, uh, become the first two time champion 
um, yep. in in the, the process and really just like going to like having matches in a way where it seems like he was fighting to I don't know if like uh, is he the leader in main events and pay-per-views I don't know I would have to check like it's either him or Kenny um, yeah but I think it's I think it might be him now at this point because he also has um, been Norman yeah he got that one um, I think that he brought a great spirit to the belt, especially the way that, you know, it was him and Jericho holding down the promotion, like at the top throughout the summer. Yeah. And, um, he was like, I think, I don't know if he's a wrestling observer hall of famer yet. I don't know if I would like slam dunk vote him in yet. Really? Uh, if I had a vote, like, I don't feel like I would need to see like more. Really? I think like like I'm almost there. like he's he's borderline. I'm thinking about it, but um, I definitely like like I went from a, like what would be like a fuck no by the time he left the WWE, where I'm like I'd consider it, but I'm just not sure right now. Like I just feel like he needs like another like I, he needs to not get cut off essentially by CM CM Punk here. Like, but I know it may have not necessarily been planned for him to have this this time, but he sure maximized it. Um, He's he's probably going to win that flair Thez. and you know if I was voting on the ballot this year, I don't know, but next year he does it again. I think he's a slam dunk at that point, um, and I think he's uh, he bought himself like a lot of like people make the jokes about him about how much he blades and and bleeds and and does like some tropey stuff uh, sometimes in his match, but he he's just a guy. It seems like he he wrestles really hard and he's willing to take the challenge to wrestle different styles of guys anywhere, different levels. Uh, it's kind of admirable when you think about it. Like he gives uh, a fuck. Yeah. So it, it, and it's like, you really like, you know, like the entrance and, uh, like him building a unit around him. Like it, it's been a banner time for him, I think. And keeps that going. I think he's, he'll be like a hall of famer for sure. So, for me, I, I don't have a observer vote, obviously, but like for me, given one that, day, one day we will both have all uh, observer Hall of Fame votes. I'm speaking into existence. Like so, JML, put the word in. So for me, looking at like the 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 the, peer, the peers in the North American or his contemporaries in the North American uh, perspective, right? Uh, and then looking at like uh, from a from just like a me person, like right. I'm, I'm the person where like if you want to do a hall of fame thing you have to i will uh i will uh gravitate more towards brilliance over a short amount of time rather than consistency for a year like this isn't some uh what do you call it is this a perfect tennis ass thing like jason win you're not a hall of famer i, I know a lot i know a lot of your cowboys fans no He's, he was just very good for a long-ass time. Same thing for Rafael Palmero. He had a whole lot of home runs for a whole lot of years, but not like a shit ton of home runs or had some great, fantastic years. You're like, oh, yeah, this guy goes up here with a Bonds 2000 or 2000 year. Well, that, that's unfair. Be my point. Like, this is like some 1998 uh, McGuire year. Like, no, no, period, no. So, um, for me, like, I am a person, like, when I look at, like, NFL Hall of Fame, right? Like Aaron Donald, JJ Watt, 
They were first ballot Hall of Famers for me five years ago. <laughs> like, if you are, if you are, if you win Defensive Player of the Year two or three times in a short period of time, you're a Hall of Famer. Because that is that is defensive MVP. That is basically MVP of what they actually will give an offensive player. That means you were the best player on that side of the ball for X for a short amount of time. That's you. You're in. Right. Period. Like when you, if you win if you win Flair Thez two out of three years, I need a good fucking excuse for why you're not going to be a Hall of Famer. Like similar to like the Bill Simmons rule of like if you win an MVP or whatever else or so I need whatever I need to know what the reason is for why you're not why I wouldn't put you whatever else like so the Derrick Rose single count is like devastating injury never the same level player like that makes sense right but like if you were the best if you were number one for a full year or you're about to be number one two out of three years and the only thing that stopped you from like uh, getting a lot of votes in this in the middle year between was you had to go to alcoholic rehab for your alcoholism hey gotta say. Guys had a phenomenal four straight fucking years in a row. He has. Uh, so for me, like if he's not if, if he's not a Hall of Famer from the North American side out of this era, who the fuck is from ni- 2019 to now? If it's not him, um, I think Roman Reigns, CM Punk, Kenny Omega's already think- in. That don't count. He's already in. I uh, think I think CM Punk's going to be his competition. The Bucks are in. Um, what year they or, get it? Or the, they will be in first. They ballot. will be in. We know what it is. Well, yeah. I mean, like if we're saying like last four years, we're going to pick American or North American wrestling acts, right? That aren't in yet, but are already in. Like the people we're going to be mentioning are people who's like you put them next to what he's done in the last four years, and like who is it? I I think I would put the Bucks before him. But anyone else, I would struggle. Like, I think you would have to talk about CM Punk. CM Punk would come up. Roman Reigns would come up. I think that's the list. I think that, yeah. that four would be the list. Yep. Uh, or Sasha Banks, maybe. Um, Sa- uh, Sasha's Hall of Fame resume thing is very good hard luck to get, do because we'll, Good we'll, luck we'll, for her we'll, getting the votes. Yeah. yeah, there's that part, too. And then, like... You know, I wish you watched it with her whole career that's just in the way that gets in the way of like whatever she's done to be able to accomplish in the ring with a belt between the bells. Uh, yeah, so it'd be difficult. I mean, but like, and then like, you know, the level of draw she is versus the level of draw they let her be uh, based off a of presentation that all gets in the way of like her case. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, like those would be the four people that immediately come to mind for like if we're ever going to put somebody in the Hall of Fame North America, those would be the four acts. Punk, Moxley, Reigns, Young Bucks. Everything else is like, what are we? What does it even discuss? Everything's a notch below. Um, let's see. Um, Frank Gore's not a Hall of Famer. No, you're right. I've, I've had this argument before. Like, if you go on my time, hold on. Go ahead, Rich. I was gonna say um, we were getting uh, the return of MJF. I was gonna go into that next, but um, yeah, MJF, uh, as you mentioned, showed up in that video package. Um, he basically uh, plays that CM Punk uh, ROH video. There's a voicemail from Tony Khan that uh, is essentially saying he can come back. He doesn't have to sign an extension. We'll put you in the casino ladder match. Um, and he's, you know, he doesn't care about the fans. Uh, I have to watch it all again, but I heard it and I was like, oh, great. I was like, I just don't want 
the Tony Khan character to be on screen personally, but you know, mm-hmm. they've already gone this direction with it and he, he has to be explained in, um, in some fashion to MJF to return. So, um, MJF unmasks, uh, you see the, uh, the Burberry scarf turns around music hits. Chicago goes fucking crazy. You're cheering for him. Uh, it's that CM Punk. And I'm just like, see MJF's the last real worker. Um, he has so many people fooled. So many people, uh, came, came out here and stupid though. Like, like literally like (laughs) wish, like frantically deleting their tweets, uh, saying that he was worse than the Miz and then acting like he was like this, this God almighty for these couple of months. And now they'll go back to saying he's worse than the Miz again. Uh, it's, it's hilarious, quite frankly. Um, like I, I didn't like the promo when he cut it at the time. I thought it was like making a heel out of the promotion when you didn't necessarily need to. But, you were right, but the thing is, like, we he was gone for so long that like people don't want to forget all that shit. So it's fine. We didn't know he was going to be gone for that long. Yeah. Um. They get back to him and um Punk. Uh, seemingly has the unit around him. Just in time so they can, you know, at the last second come out here and steal uh, Feud of the Year or lock it down at least because it was still like, it was, it was, you know, happened so early in the year you kind of forget and all that kind of stuff and now they're going to go at the third time and like, yep, it's going to hold up. It's going to hold up. Yeah, so I I imagine... Sorry, Okada Osprey. I imagine there's going to be a... uh, Sorry. Like, CM Punk's going to, or excuse me, uh, both guys are going to cut some Electric promos. Yep. There's an Arthur Ashe Stadium show waiting for a big match. Um, there, I don't know, like how and, the the external factors with CM Punk in this belt. And, and, and um, if you think about it, right, it wouldn't have made much sense for for CM Punk to. It made sense if CM Punk CM Punk once he signs up has to win the title, but it's not wise for him to be the champion for long. So if you think about it, where he when think about when he wins it. And then, like, had he not broke his foot, the length, the length of that reign, had there been no, you know, it leaving, coming back, it would have made sense for him to have won it at uh, double or nothing, yeah, summer. Sorry, double or nothing, and then take it to Arthur Ashe and MJF to win it. It would have made sense, but it maybe they extended a little bit longer, who knows, or whatever else, maybe they drag it out to full gear, who knows, but yeah, uh, MJF's winning this shit, and I he's going I, to be yeah. And, yeah. and I immediately I was like, this guy's a genius. Uh, when he came back, and he is like, it's like he's he's the one that like out of the the people like, and I, I think a lot of people were getting they were getting their collar pulled. They were getting they were getting really worked by this guy, and he. MJF liked one of my tweets. I want to say in May, if I'm not mistaken, right? I just tweeted something. I think this was like when he was the special referee in the cage match. And I was like, MJF, a man they should pay. Bro, I got likes on that tweet because of that for months after that. Like just people finding it and finding it. And I think he's somebody that like MP, our homeboy, wouldn't stop asking me about MJF like at different points. He's connected in a way where it's like, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna bury 
like I can't wait to the first time he talks into the microphone. Like it's going to be great. And I think people are ready to receive him at the top. And I a hundred percent endorse him winning the championship next because I'm like, I'm, I'm ready for the, like the elevation to, to continue with like the next like group of guys and NJF the guy, the, the, the superstar that they've built, like not just a star, but this guy's a superstar. And his his stock has only gone up. So, um, yeah, like he needs to be like even before Punk got hurt or Jericho or not Jericho or MJF left, we all thought like this was a succession line. Like it's going to go to Punk and then it's going to go to MJF and then they'll go from there. Maybe it's Darby, maybe it's Warlow, but whatever else. That's the succession plan. So uh, I'm fine with that. Like. We we we've gone a long way around getting back to where we were going to get to, but we got to where we thought we were going to be at the beginning of the year, like towards you know February or whatever. So I'm I'm good with that. So uh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, and I'm interested to see what they have to say to each other. And like you know, it, they both have so much more ammunition now uh, to say to each other. Uh, and like even if like Punk actually really doesn't like MJF, like it's fine because like they don't have to like each other because they'll both just kill each other in promos and then have a match and it'll be, you know, people will love it and they'll probably like it more than I will, but like they'll love it and whatever. It'll be great for, for the fans. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, so I found my, I found my Frank Gore, uh, tweet, uh, since from 2019, some, uh, Gil Brandt, a writer for NFL says for those doubting Frank Gore's hall of fame credentials, quote parentheses, how are there, how are any of you left? With 46 rush yards on Sunday, he will surpass Barry Sanders. We won the third on the all-time NFL all-time rushing list behind Emmitt Smith, Walter Payton. Uh, and my response was, Frank Gore's season finishes in yards per scrimmage in every year of his career. First year, 77th. Second year, 4th. Third year, 6th. Next year, th- 14th. Next year, 7th then 18th, then 20th, then 13th, then 22nd, then 24th, then 20th, then 16th, then uh, 21st, then then 64th, and then currently 76th. Does that sound like a Hall of Fame guy to you as offensive skill player to be to be out here finishing in the top five in uh, yards for scrimmage as a running back? One, two, three, three times in the top 10 out of like 29 damn years. That's not a Hall of Famer. That's a compiler. That's that people just be like, oh, you know, he was really, he was, he was very good for a long time. That's not what a Hall of Famer is. Hall of Famer is great. He was never great. So, yeah. I, I never sorry. really paid attention to Frank Gore's career like that. So, you wonder um, why? Because he's a compiler. He wasn't, he wasn't exactly Edron James winning two fucking uh, rushing titles in his first two years. Now, was he? <laughs> <coughs> He wasn't exactly Adrian Peterson winning two, like three uh, rushing titles, two rushing titles in his first two years. Now, was he? He wasn't exactly Daniel Tomlinson out here with a thousand yards receiving in a year, was he? Can't recall. Yeah, exactly. Or setting a touchdown, season single touchdown record. No, he wasn't. People have OJ imagined, Simpson. People have imagined. No, he did not rush for two thousand yards like OJ Simpson did. I know. I know what you're getting at. I know you're the jokes. But my point, like. Where where was it? Where was the all time year? He was not Emmett Smith. No, he did not rush for like fifteen hundred yards like 
five straight years or whatever the fuck it's been. He's not Jim Brown. No. He's not Walter Payton. No. Not and Gail look, Sayers. And, 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 this is the thing, and this is the thing about Walter Payton. You look at Walter Payton's year-to-year career, there's a lot of, like, minus sub four yards per carry season in there, but there's but with all the bust in there, there's hella booms. He's not Earl Campbell? No. Um, let's see. Who else He's not I even Priest of? Holmes. Oh, my God. <clears throat> is he better than Ricky Williams? In my opinion? Did Rick, uh, look, Ricky Williams won a rushing title. He's better than Chris Johnson. I will stop there, Chris Johnson. I never liked Chris Johnson. I just thought he was just fast, and that's it. So, uh, like you know, you, like you know, I'm not going that far, but whatever. Like Chris Johnson, He's like better has, than Jerome Bettis. Oh, I, I, I would, I would, I would bristle at that one. I think Jerome Bettis has an underrated career, uh, or whatever. So especially because like people don't remember, like he was also Is he better than before. Terrell Davis. No, he was not. Another person with a 2,000 yard season. Jamal Lewis. Another person with a 2,000 yard season. Um. Man, I'm just trying to think of everyone. Derrick Henry just had damn near 2,000 yards or did have 2,000 yards last year. Like, Jam- yeah. Jamal Anderson? I think he's be- I think he's better than Jamal Anderson. You look okay. at his career in totality. But, but like, whatever. All right, we're, he, we're, he, he, he's not Marshall Falk, you saying? <laughs> you know I hate Marshall Falk, too. But nah, you're not even fucking close. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, so... I guess that's a show, right? There's Clash of the Castle, too. I don't feel like doing it tonight. Maybe we'll do that next week. I mean, what is... Yeah, let's do that next week, because there's still... Bro, there's so much stardom shit I got to I gotta cover. Like, I'm missing, like, four weeks of stardom, so we haven't updated. He is not else. better than Marshawn Lynch. No. Not at the peak for me. No. Um, uh, so, next week's the 10-year anniversary show. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I, there, I see there's... More people in our live chat than there have been, I think. Uh, if you guys can send. Thank you, CM Punk. Yep. Send your audio messages um, over to rich at socialsuplex.com about, you know, your your reflections on the show. Uh, anything you want to say about it. I'm going to listen to it live on air. I have not listened to any of them yet. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and, and do that. And uh, we'll do. We're going to do our 10-year celebration. I guess we'll talk about Clash at the uh, Castle next week. Yeah. But um, it's kind of free format next week besides that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, also, we will be giving you our, our, our each five uh, yes. new favorite rap lies as well. I got one in... <laughs> I stole them off Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw that that post about the rap lights going around. I'm like, man, that would make it real easy for me. I didn't see that. All I saw was one somebody was like, <laughs> made a lot. I was like, yes, they have never called that person that at all. Not not, not from once. I know what you're talking second. about. Uh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take that and I'm so, going to get them. I mean, I'm going to try to find it on Twitter and, uh, and find that and say this person th- gave me this one. But, yeah. So, we've got our 10 best wrestlers of the last 10 years, right? Well, okay, so how do you want to do it? Do you want to do the, the favorite favorite 10 wrestlers of the O&R years, or do you want to do a revamped uh, top 25 list because of the uh, O&R years? I would probably or do you want to do both? It's up to you. The 10 best of the, of the 10 O&R years. Okay. Uh, and then our 10 matches. 10 matches as well? Okay. 
clash at the castle and then the rap lies and you know we'll for do the rest out whatever stuff it has what AEW and the rest of this punk fallout we're gonna wait yeah. till we find out there's another fight <laughs> yep so um yeah like this place, like this place is turned into the into the damn like recreational yard at San Quentin all of a sudden <laughs> gang activity out here Jesus Unbelievable, bro. Like, like, fix this shit, man. I, I am not trying to see this shit like radically change and go away and go down. Like, no. The fuck? No, don't fuck the money. That's what's important here. The money. Yeah. 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 Oh, Look, man. You, you, you remember the movie Casino and when at the end, um, uh, the the narrating and Joe Pesci is like, yeah, they gave us all, they gave us all everything in the world, and we fucked it all up. Like, don't do that. Like, <laughs> don't, don't do that. So, uh, James Brown Wyo says, AW pay per views are the source awards. No, nah, next one up after that one. Check, read that one out loud. <laughs> no, Lethero Negro. I'd rather catch up on Stardom than talk about WWE <laughs> next week. Brown <laughs> Lives will be fun too. Yeah, bro. I, yeah, look, Liv Morgan won a match. So um, it was well, funny. Even the people that were like normally are like, you know, they'll 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 cave for whatever they see out of woman's out of woman's vision. They don't know. They don't have no critical thought on how to think about a woman's wrestling. They were like, yeah, this was substandard. This was substandard. <laughs> I was like, oh, so so now you see the things I see. Oh, okay, okay, crazy how that works. So hell yeah, let's wrap it up, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, be sure to raise some app you're using. Listen to this with. If you're watching from uh, the live stream, look links to the Cash app and also the PayPal are on the screen. Click on that. Uh, if you're listening over the podcast, go to the show description or the show notes, and you will see a link to our Rare Circle. You can drop us off a donation there. Um, as Rich also mentioned earlier, before uh, you know, uh, was it Rich at uh, So Suplex? So Suplex. Com? Yep. Yep, drop us off with the audio message you have. Don't do no slick shit. Don't get caught. It's going to be bad blood. And, and then, I, then I will be forced to then come out and with my promo time, like call you out to the stage and try to middle you as baby face. So don't do that. Uh, and then also listen to the other shows on the network. Uh, like besides once you're ready, you have Keeping a Strong Style, The Rick and Clyde Wrestling Show, Grumman Washes Shit, The Great Consequences, All Things Elite. Great Mass Generator, uh, 8-Bit Suplex, um, Get in the Ring, Meet the Press Slam, and AEW Match Guide. Uh, shout out to Sam. Sam got some message from some knucklehead uh, last night <laughs> the, where Sam's, Sam, Sir Sam, the the writer and, uh, and host of AEW Match Guide was called an AEW hater, which was like, I, it took it took so much. It took so much for me not to call this person a moron or some name and name call them instead of just in my tweet where I respond to him and say, bro, click on his profile. Look at the link in his profile. What are you talking about? But I left it alone. I, you know, I, it, it, look, CM Punk, CM Punk gave me the energy, gave me the energy last night. I was like, you know what? You, you can motherfuck anyone. And I was like, you know what? This dude don't really deserve this. That'd be out of, that'd be escalating. It got the point of escalating on this, whatever else. So I, I left it alone. But uh, but yeah, shout out to Sam, shout out to AEW Match Guide, and um, oh yeah, to- also um, AEW Match Guide will be back this week, and it will be your boy on there with Sam, and okay. we'll be discussing Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks. 
Um, this was recorded like around the time of Double or Nothing, I believe. Um, this is some of the best audio that Sam and I have ever done together. So definitely look out for that. Oh, oh, oh. I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop my sinus medication. My bad. Uh, so what do you thought I was about to say? You made a face like, oh, what is this? Oh yeah, I was like, oh, what happened? This is this nasal decongestant, man. Relax, relax. Got my got my COVID test right here. You know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, later. Hey, check out um, uh, Swerve's new single, uh, Lifeline, uh, featuring Anthony King, produced by Prophet, the producer. It's uh, off of his, um, his sing- solo album. It's the first single. Okay. Uh, if you give me the link, I will put it in the description. Uh, for sure. So, thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.